Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Ask the Sisters, where we discuss your burning advice questions from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. I'm Sister K. I'm Sister LM. And I'm Sister A. And welcome to episode 10. Let's get started. Okay. Welcome, Sister Sister Nation. Hey. Welcome, baby. We are finally back after a long ass time. Yeah. It's been a while. To talk about <laughs> your advice questions that you have sent mm-hmm. in over the course of the last several months. And hopefully we get some updates. Yes. I would love to have some updates from all mm-hmm. the yes. questions that have come in. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you still need this advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. That is true. Oh, Lord. Sorry yeah. the delay. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Whoopsie. <laughs> oh, God. Y'all know fall is our crazy time that we can Ooh, never yeah. like, seem to catch yes. up on anything. So, Well, there's a whole lot of holidays that come back to back to back to back. Just, mm-hmm. you know, left yes. and right. So, yeah. But yeah. it's good to have all four sisters back. Yay! Yay! It's been a while. It's been a minute. <laughs> okay, well, let's get straight to it. Do we, um, I don't think we do a, a beverage of the episode when we do Ask the Sisters, do we? Well, I'm not doing one because I'm not drinking nothing. Not even water? She's on a break. For... Well, I got, oh, okay. I can give I can give I can give something else. Okay. Okay. Um the beverage that I'm drinking for this episode is a delicious and I mean this shit is delicious too. A delicious Dr. Pepper with real sugar. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ooh, oh it nice. is really good. It don't have that fructose corn syrup shit in it. It's mm-hmm. real sugar. It's really mm-hmm. good. And you know what? Okay. It does taste different. Yeah, stuff with real cane sugar tastes different. Yeah, it tastes so, better. And I, and I like Dr. Pepper anyway, so this is going to be my go to pop. All right. Oh, that's what I'm drinking. Yep. I like Next. the Dr. Pepper. Because, in case all the rest of y'all family don't know, <sighs> I gave up alcohol for Lent. Lent ain't over for another week, so I got another week. That is that's a good. serious give up. Well, but that's the whole point. You're supposed to give us something that you really, really like. It's a sacrifice. It's a, it it's is. a sacrifice. And I mean, my ass is sacrificed too. Because, <laughs> wait a minute. Because this shit started on February 14th. <laughs> it was a long February 14th. Lynn did not yes, start. Yes, it did. Lynn started on Valentine's Day. Yes, it did. Look it up. Don't be contradicting me. Did it? You know, yeah, I know. Dear. 
Oh, shit, and I'll that's early then. too, because I need a drink. Need a drink. Damn, that's oh, early. Day. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah, yes, it did. She's right. Yeah. Oh, believe me, I already knew. I'm right. I appreciated that shit. <laughs> but seriously, though, had I actually uh, mentally, <clears throat> brain-wise realized that Lent wasn't over until March 29th, I probably would have gave up chocolate or something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But, yeah, I know. Be that as it may, then I have to, you know, I have to be true. So, I got a week. Oh, you can awesome. do it. Yep, yep. I can yep, do it. You can do it. You can do it. Yep. Okay, what y'all well, drinking? Um, so, this is Sister K. I'm drinking water. Okay, because that's good. earlier I had some pop soda, Ooh. and I also gave up something for Lent, but I've already defected. <laughs> oh no! You already oh, backslid. Yeah. You know oh, I you backslid about a wait. I lasted a good it? listen. I lasted a good three weeks. No, really, it was oh, that's two. true. No, it was two. That's weeks. true. It was two weeks. That's what true. did you? What was it? Sugar for. This is wait. Oh wow! Sugar for sugar the weekday, the weekday. Now, now see, Meaning, I don't, know, I don't have, like that. Listen, it is Lent just for the weekday, and then the weekends you can do because whatever. The hell I knew you want. I couldn't Crazy. do it. I knew I couldn't do it twenty four seven every day of the week. I knew I couldn't do it. So I said, look, during the week That's I'm not going to have. <laughs> listen, I'm, I didn't say sh- I said sugar. <laughs> But what I meant by sugar, and I outlined this shit too. I said no candy, no pop soda, mm-hmm. no juice. I would drink water. Mm. Um, I, I wanted to try to do all water. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there? Water. And then I was gonna put like lemon or you know like fruit infusion and all that shit. No, it didn't last either. Oh my! But I goodness. did go a good like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then on the mm-hmm. weekend during that two weeks, I didn't even tr- do it on the weekend either. So, and then I slid mm-hmm. off because then Girl Scout cookies came into, came into the picture. <laughs> See? And oh, then yeah, they Girl brought Scott. a cake that I like to work. And I was like, <sighs> Jesus knows who I am. He's, he understands. <laughs> he knows me. I gave it the good old Ooh. college try. <laughs>
no added oh. sugar, no nothing. Oh, it was so refreshing. It was is like, it like a juice. Yeah, it's liquid. Like is a it juice. a tea? Watermelon tea no. or just watermelon no. juice? It's like those uh, those little uh, uh, size drinks, like Simply Lemonade and stuff, but it's not Simply Lemonade. Oh. It's like Tropicana orange juice. Whoever makes mm-hmm. the Tropicana orange juice, it was that same like type label, but oh. it said watermelon. Tropicana. I had it the other day. It was so good. Well, but it wasn't Tropicana. It was somebody else. But it was so good. It was, I couldn't believe how good it was. Ugh. It was really good. Tropicana watermelon. That don't sound right. Oh, it was so good. Now, it, it was like, like I've had a it water... was like eating some watermelon, and it but wasn't I don't like really, really sweet either. Well, I, I've like had watermelon. a watermelon. No, I, I love watermelon. But I love not watermelon. A... <laughs> not the juice. I like. That's what I'm saying. I love watermelon, but I don't like juices. Oh, you don't? Like, I bet I'm you not a like juice this. person. I bet I'll you drink like cranberry it. juice. Ooh, but, no, that's and good. apple juice. That's it. Oh no. No tomato juice. Mm-mm. No, I, I like tomato like juice. juice either. Me too. Mm-mm. Actually, I, used to. I, I buy that spicy B eight. Oh what yes. I like. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I have so had watermelon lemonade. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah, by simply, it's very tasty. Or tea, like if it was mixed with something else, but straight watermelon yeah. juice. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was. It was so is it, good. Is you it gotta thick? Try. You know how V eight no! is thick. No, oh, it's okay. juice just like Simply Lemonade, that consistency. I mean, it's juice. Is it really watermelon. sweet? No, it's not. Okay. Mm, it, was it. Good. It, was, it was good to me. Okay, Sister A. <laughs> I am also having Agua Fresca. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, so uh, you, you taking a break from uh, St. Patty's Day? Because uh, <laughs> we know your ass is probably drunk or something. <laughs> Ooh, wow. The shade <laughs> of it all. No, she's the only one that be drinking no Irish whiskey. Uh, I did imbibe on Friday. See, there you go. I went to a pub night. <laughs> I had some yep. Irish whiskey. I did indeed. See, there you go. Mm-hmm. See, y'all, y'all, y'all looking at me like I'm the crazy one. See, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but not I didn't drink enough to need to have a break. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and wait a minute, wait a minute. And how much would that be? <laughs> <laughs> that would have to be quite a lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Okay. Yeah, I was feeling it on Saturday though when I woke up. Oh. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. You must have been mixing your stuff together. Yeah, indeed I was. See, yeah, see, because you can hold because you don't, you, know. you don't, you don't normally feel it. No, um, I do, I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's oh. usually when I start mixing stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have too much fun. <laughs> All right. All okay. right. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's our little drink menu. Yes. All right. So mm-hmm. let's get to our first Ask the Sisters question. All and right. it comes from Manny. Hey, Manny. Oh, hey, Manny. What hey, do you Manny. got this time? And, he, and his subject line says rapid questions. Uh-oh. Oh, maybe oh. this is questions for us. What about you, Manny? Whoa. That's what it's so sounding like. So he don't have no more pictures with no shorts on. <laughs> shorts oh, and a sweater. Lord. Sister J, can we let it go? Can we let it go? A 
Apparently not. <laughs> okay, come on. Hey, hey, ladies. Okay, so as promised, I've got some random and sometimes ignorant questions for you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> now, these are rapid fire, so don't blame my ass if this gets long ass. Mm. Uh Okay, number one. You've got 48 hours to spend a million dollars. How are you going to do it? Mm. How are you going to do it? Uh, Oh, who wants to start? We're going to go one by one. 48 hours. Okay, if I had had 48 hours and I got to spend, what, a million dollars or else what's going to happen? It'll go away, like Rooster's Millions. Oh, I I got you. Okay. Then uh, I would buy all my siblings a house. I'd buy all my siblings a car. I'd give a whole lot to my church. I'd give a whole lot of money to a canine for warriors because I like that charity. I would give a extra whole lot of money to Shriners Hospital because I also like that charity. Um, mm-hmm. And anything left over after paying all my bills and buying all my relatives a house and stuff, then I would give to charity. I'd probably give it to a no-kill shelter. Hmm. Hey, You're not good. buying yourself anything? Well, I mean, uh, I'd probably buy a car. Okay. Yeah, nice. I'd probably buy a car. But otherwise, I'd just go, you know, sponge off my rich relatives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Sister Ellen? <laughs> um, I would... I would let my relatives and close friends choose what they wanted me to buy for them. So if they Ooh. wanted a house, I'd get that. If they want a car, I'll get that. Okay. And Somebody's then, wrestling. Um, you wouldn't get yeah. both? You wouldn't give them both? Oh, you Well, cheap. maybe they don't want both. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. If, if you, depending on how many relatives you have, you can't buy everyone exactly. a house. That shit's Houses are up. good at least 100000 and plus. Depending on the area you live in, like two hundred thousand, right? Uh, That's only five houses. We've only got a million dollars, right? Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -mm. everybody doesn't get a house. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm gonna have to settle for a car or whatever else they want. Okay. Um, and then if I'm running out of time, I'll give it to somebody to hold. Uh, uh, I I think that's part of the question. No, that's cheating the question. No, 48 hours. No, spend. what would I do? He said spend. He that did is say spending spend. it. I'm, I'm, no, uh, give her to somebody to hold me and so no. they're going to give it back. So right. no, you got to spend okay, it. So, spend it. Uh, charity, breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. And, um, hmm. I'll also give a charity for neurological disorders. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, you know what? I would buy a boat. A boat? Oh, what? A okay. Boat. Yeah. Really? Yes, I would. Where would you keep okay. it? You In know, the water. I'll have to buy a port or something. <laughs> Lake Michigan? <laughs> the lake close to you? Jamaica. Yeah, yeah that's where you'd put it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jamaica's yeah, Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaica, that's it. Yeah, keep it in Jamaica. That's where you keep a boat. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a good. One. Or That's you keep good. it on the coast of whatever, so you could go to Jamaica whenever you want. To. Yeah. Right. That's uh, a good idea. We are not that far from the coastline. We'll keep it for you. <laughs> there you go. We'll see. The boat will be perfect because two of the sisters don't fly, 
So you're yeah. welcome to borrow my boat at any okay. time. Yep. Cool. Yeah, it's going to have to be a big ass boat for me to get across to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I need oh, a Lord. big boat to hit that Bermuda Triangle area. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. To make it mm. through. <laughs> you're going mm. down. <laughs> okay, sister. Sister A, what about you? <laughs> I mean, all the usual stuff. Take care of the family. Uh, you know, pay off the mortgages and stuff like that. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. gosh, I don't know what I would do exactly. Uh, book some trips. Some mm-hmm. quick trips. You know? mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the charity stuff, of course. Plenty of those that could use a, a helping hand. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, how about, like, for the reunion or something, then we could fly in, like, extra people. You know, oh, people yeah. who quite make yes. or something. Pay, mm. pay, pay everybody to come. Yeah, or have yeah. a wicked kick-ass reunion, like nuts with all oh, that yes. That'd be awesome. You know? That would be like mm. a big cruise. Mm. A cruise. Oh, now that yeah. might not be bad. Yeah. Be yeah, that would work. Mm-hmm. Taking over the boat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Taking over the boat. That's what we do. Or we could do a destination. Um, that would probably be reunion. more than a million dollars because you'd have to you'd have to book some some entertainment. Mm. You know? Huh? Yeah, I mean, if we, we are the, the cruise. Oh <laughs> hell no! Yes, they have their own <laughs> entertainment on a cruise. The cruise line, yeah, they already provide entertainment. Oh, okay. Well, well if you each have cruise. a million, we can all kick yeah. In. There yeah, you go. I like true. that. That's true. Right. That's true. <laughs> and you said, right. I would pay off the house, buy a brand new car, pay all my bills off, renovate the house. And I'd have to do that quick, like pay them quick. And then I would buy my immediate family home. And there's not very many of them, so I should be able to do it. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Good, right? I know, right? <laughs> and, and like maybe, oh, also car because one of my cousins don't have a car. <laughs> okay. So, um, mm-hmm. and then I would definitely, like Sister A said, I would book at least five or six different trips to places I want to mm-hmm. go. Europe being one of them, Australia, those mm-hmm. are my places. And then I would go in style, like style. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five star hotels like and all that stuff. Yeah, and okay. then after that, if there was anything left, of course, charity, um, and possibly put it towards bills, pay up bills for like a year, so I wouldn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm. like a year supply of Kool Aid. There you go. But that, hey, that would only be about a hundred dollars. Kool Aid cheap, twenty five cents a pack. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If you oh, go to Aldi, you can get it probably for about 10 cents. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. This is Jay, hey, you and you, me. We could get if a you go to Aldi, yeah. If you go to Aldi, though, you ain't getting real Kool Aid. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you get whatever the knockoff is. <laughs> Boo Aid. Yep. <laughs> Boo Aid. <laughs> <laughs> What is next question? Question number two. What would your stripper name be? <laughs> what? Oh, man. I well, know what mine. First of all, man. I know mine. mine. That I assumes. Know what I would be. Oh, oh what would it be, Sister J? Mine would be Granny. 
Just granny. And now coming to this. Wait a minute. And now coming to the stage for your stripping pleasure, granny. Granny panties or something. <laughs> no, just granny. Oh, oh man. I tell you, Manny's a mess. Lord have mercy. First of all, I'm like, okay. who automatically just off the top of their granny. head has a stripper name ready? Well, but think of something. What would your stripper name be? Well, I know what mine would be. What would oh, your be? She knows. Cinnabon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cinnabon for all of these roles. Oh my oh. goodness! Oh. I thought you were gonna say because you're so sweet. Oh no! Well, that's, a, that's a throwback to our Big so Brother we, podcast. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm calling you by your stripper name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We didn't god. even know. Oh my gosh! I don't okay, have okay. one for me. Okay, Breezy McFloozy. What? <laughs> breezy? <laughs> Why are you breezy? Oh my gosh. Oh, that's cute, though. No, that's kind of cute. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, that's cute. cute. <laughs> I don't think I have a stripper name. Oh, oh no. okay. Can't Come dance. On. Can't dance. Big what? bone. I don't know. What oh, the hell? What? Would I, what would be my stripper name? <laughs> Oh, I would be Lord. one of those strippers that was just standing on the pole, like, okay, walking around, just walking. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Lord okay, have what's, your fra- what's your favorite Kool-Aid flavor? Black cherry. Black cherry. There you go. There you go. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Black <laughs> cherries Perfect. coming to the stage, y'all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you know what, though? That kind of fits, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay, that's a good way to good do one. it. Your favorite Kool-Aid flavor. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Black oh cherry red. Oh my gosh. Oh Lord have mercy. Okay, oh number two gosh. number three. <laughs> if a butch lesbian hits a guy, can he hit her back? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Soccer in the mouth. Hell yeah. Why? Because I don't think a gentleman would. What she got to hit him for? Well, that is a good if she okay, it seems to me since he said butch lesbian <laughs> that she's presenting herself like a dude, right? Yeah, but she's and not. And she going to be up in a dude's face and hit a dude? Oh yeah. Dude got to hit her back. Oh hell yeah. Decker. <laughs> That's what Damn. I said. I'm thinking let's just not hit nobody. <laughs> but that well, ain't right. the question. That's true. The, that ain't the question. The question is, can they? I say Hell yeah! <laughs> oh my! I gosh. don't think a gentleman would hit her, mm. no matter what. Okay, I don't no think so either. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so either. He would try mm. to. Yeah. And gentlemen, but there's not many of them left, so probably See, he would deck her. I go say, y'all know some wimp asses, because hey, the people I know, yeah, they would. <laughs> oh well, jealous. damn, they would be decking. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> anyway, okay. Question okay. number four. What's your favorite app or mobile game? Ooh, that's mm. a good one. I like those kind. Words with friends. 
Oh. Probably same here. Really? Yep. I haven't played What's it yours? Long. It's a game called Balls. Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you have to explain this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Right? So it's B A L L Z. And it's really uh-huh. a generic as game. I mean, generic. I have so many mm. ideas of how they can make this game better, but they ain't asking me. Anyway, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like a physics type game. It's like you have these squares that come up with numbers in them and you have mm-hmm. to get your ball to hit the square that many times to make it disappear. And they come from the top mm-hmm. and they come down every round that comes lower and lower. And you're trying to get all of those squares knocked out before it hits the bottom or else you're out. Mm-hmm. And there's these little, um, there's little, these little balls in between the squares that you can hit. And that gives you another ball every, every time. Hmm. So, what? Yeah, it's. Fun. Is it timed? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Oh. Okay. It's not okay. timed. It's really generic. Like I said, they could make uh-huh. it to where it's a lot more fun and where you can like level up, but they don't have all that. Um, uh huh. But anyway, that's the game that I play the most when I'm just sitting in line or waiting for something. Mm-hmm. What about you, mm. Sister J? Uh. Well. Uh, of course, I like to play. Well, of course, I like to play cards. So I play all the mm-hmm. card games. But but uh, when you mention like when you're bored or you're standing in line or whatever, the game I play the most is word search. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is it called? Because I search? used to. Well, I used to buy. I used to have like maybe five, six of those word search puzzle books that like you know in yeah. my house all the time. Mm-hmm. But now that I can actually play it on my phone, then I just do the app. Gotcha. I didn't okay. even think mm-hmm. to look for that app. And you can time know. yourself and everything. And I mean, I have beat that bitch. Yeah. Oh, damn. I am what? good. I am good. I can spot them words forward, backward, <laughs> sideways. Christy Crossy. Don't matter. Oh. Okay, yeah, so I'm good. what? Is it just like a regular, is, is it a specific w- word it, search game? No, it's just like in the magazine. <laughs> just put in word search puzzle. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's just like in the magazine and of course you know because it's online then, then you touch the beginning letter and the ending letter and it draws the line for you oh that's nice oh, yeah okay. yeah of the words see and of course you have your word list so you know different puzzles mm-hmm. are like have things like a jamaica theme would have you know jerk chicken coconut pineapple banana oh, okay. you know all that kind cool. of stuff they have okay. psychological ones like uh I did an engineering one once. That was fun because nice. I didn't know none of those words. Ooh, okay. <laughs> you know, because like it. it helps. It helps when you like, like a cooking one, you already know those, those words like teaspoon. Right. And so it's yeah. easy to spot. But if it's something mm-hmm. that you don't know, yeah. that's a little more challenging. And I yeah. like those better. Mm-hmm. So, nice. mm-hmm. but that's what I play. Cool. I play word cool. puzzles. Good answer. Yep. All right. So his fifth question is, What's the most? Damn! How many he got? Let, just, just go with it. What's the <laughs> okay. most embarrassing thing? This is how. This is like getting to know the sisters. Uh, what's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you this year? Not a well, damn it's only thing. March. Yeah, it's only March. So in three months, ain't nothing embarrassing happened to y'all. No, not that I, I can can't think, think of. of anything. I can't think of anything. Mine was yesterday. I- <laughs> <laughs> 
already posted oh, yeah, in the group. Yeah. Right. Why don't you explain yeah. that for people that didn't oh, read yeah. that shit? <laughs> for those of y'all ain't in the group. I oh, went, my I, gosh. I had a, a long week, you know, busy weekend. Oh, my God. Woke up, hit my clock multiple times, woke up late, got to oh, work Monday. late. This is Monday. This is yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we ain't that far removed. Got to oh, work no. late after all this damn traffic. Uh, get to the, uh, get you know, go up the elevator, talk to a couple people, get to my desk, go get some coffee on a different floor, talk to several other people, come back <laughs> to my desk, take my lunch to the to the fridge. And realize that my shirt's inside out. Tag, tag with the big ass size on it, flapping in the breeze. All my seams, you know how your shirt's got all them seams and shit? Because this is a shirt that's got like, uh, it has like a pattern and then it has like a little bottom that's a different color. So there's a bunch of seams in it. All these How do you not know that? Oh my god! I know. Wait, drive. Wait, drove to work. It and, and it took an hour because I was late. All that time, never looked down to see it, and then oh, I no, walked into the fridge, and I happened to look down at the bag, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, what, what's going on with this?" <laughs> I had nobody said anything. That's what and I you was pissed about, and none of them bitches and men bastards. <laughs> Told me jack shit. Although several oh of them were looking at me extra long, and I'm like, "Well, shit, what's, what what they looking at?" But I never oh my gosh, think about that. Okay, so I, did you say something like, "Hey, you could have told me"? No, I'm trying to play that shit off. Oh, so, I, <laughs> so on the way to the fridge, I hit. I did a detour to the bathroom so I could go and uh, switch it around. Keep on walking. Oh my Damn, gosh, people. Damn. That's really, I mean, the only embarrassing oh. thing is the fact that I was, it was like 20 minutes into being there before I rose. <laughs> You know what, though? I can't think of nothing. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, uh, even for last year, the whole year of 2017, I can't think of nothing. No, I can't really think of anything either. I don't have the embarrassing moments because I don't give a shit. You know, so nothing embarrasses me too much. Really? I just, mm-mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, not lately. I've had some in the past that have been embarrassing. There's things yeah. I've said. Um, but nothing. I can't think of. <clears throat> I can't okay. even tell y'all the one that I, I remember. <laughs> don't, don't, don't say it then. Uh, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, so number six. If aliens came to Earth, how do you think it would shape religion? <sighs> okay, so Damn. we don't really do religion on the podcast, although we no, do talk. We, we were Manny. talking about Lent and Easter, so we did. That's true. Honestly. So, but but I will say this: if an alien came to the Earth, <laughs> I don't think it would have too much impact on uh, 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 certain religions, anyway, because at least the other people that I talk to that identify themselves as Christian. They think like I think, meaning why would you think that a God who made the universe would just only make you? So it wouldn't phase me any because I think there's a, other planets out there anyway with other beings yeah, anyway. Beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, God is is the designer of the whole universe. We already know that our universe that the Earth orbits in is just one universe in the yeah. whole vast expanse of the sky you see what i'm saying so mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah. Of course. Don't be so egocentric. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I I don't think religious people, people that are religious (laughs) and actually believe, um, uh, I don't believe that would phase their religion because Mm -hmm. they probably already believe to me it may even reinforce well, to them not that, everyone wow. believes the same thing so i don't think, I think more orthodox might have yeah. a problem with it i don't know but i don't know because i was watching um what is that show on the history channel i was watching uh ancient aliens i think yeah that's what it was because a a, a person in my office who who you know that they're they're they identify as Christian. They go to church. They do Bible study. The whole thing. But she's obsessed with this show. And so I said, well, well, let me watch an episode. And it was very interesting because this particular episode I was watching, they were uh, talking about the Mayan culture. And way down in Honduras and parts of Mexico, how the Mayan culture, um, uh, like, formed and blah, blah, blah. But they have carvings, which they cannot... Uh, reconcile with that culture because what the carving looks like, and this is a big stone carving, it looks like an African person with a helmet on. That's exactly what it looks like. And that's what the, the announcer was talking about. So uh, uh, so from, from the show's point of view, they're trying to ascertain if some kind of way a person from Africa was able to either teleport, transport, something. So oh, where, that's stupid. Where I'm going to tell you why it's the stupid. Mayas are. Well, but I'm just saying. What because that, the what earth that was is. one big ass fucking plate and the plates broke up and that's what caused all the continents. So of course. That, that could be debunked really simply. Well, of course. No Those shows well, like that, they get on my nerves. Oh, I love those. I oh, think it's, no. that's because I like science fiction. So, you know. Yeah, but that's not but even anyway. science fiction. That's just trying to make people believe some bullshit. Like the well, ghost hunter shows. Okay. Oh, well, that's a little different because to me, that's easy to debunk because you're seeing it from a camera. The uh, 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 Things like big carvings, like the pyramid, Stonehenge, all that. I mean, that's actually physically there. You know what I'm saying? So it's not yeah. like somebody's showing you just from a camera, like those ghosts stories are mm-hmm. and they act like they scared at something something just exactly mm-hmm. that's totally different because i mean that statue is actually there those those big stone statues on easter island just mm-hmm. standing up there they're actually there and they're actually carbon dated like thousands and thousands of years yeah. ago so it's not like somebody's making the shit up so mm-hmm. that's completely different that's a completely different thing but yeah i agree with about those ghost ghost ones that's made That's up so shit. Annoying. Yeah. <laughs> what about y'all sisters? But anyway, with the other sisters, what y'all think? Um, for me, I don't think it'll change anything. Like, I'll still go to bedside Baptist whether I see an alien or not. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you. You know, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Sister A, you're all quiet. <laughs> She's um, laughing. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how it would change religion. I mean, they're all so varied and vast and different, but yet the same. And um, I just don't know. 
man. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't give you a quick answer on that one. But well, but, but, but it wouldn't change number, my mind. Yeah, yeah. see, I yeah. was gonna say, yeah, we can say is, what for us. you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for you. No. I have okay. an open mind as far as all that goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say. All no, right. Okay, the next question, I, number seven. Stranded on a desert island with only one music artist to listen to, who would you choose? Mm. I already know the answer for one of y'all. Really? Maybe. (laughs) For who? For you. For me? Yeah. It's one of. If you're right. Maybe one or two. Okay. It's one of one or two. A capital B. (laughs) Well, y'all go answer. That's a hard question because that means you could only listen to that artist the whole entire time you're on this island exactly so what would your answer be i'm trying to decide right now between two i'm gonna say peter gabriel for me okay that's good okay i don't have a favorite Mm. artist damn well then you have to pick one of the favorites you got i got a bunch of faves (laughs) can i just have an 80 station but he said one. That would be great. You can't <laughs> pick a station. No, you can't pick a genre. Can, or can you I have my one. spin cycle station, which is all no. of my club <laughs> no, no, rave no. hits? Are you no. going to take all answer. my Spotify playlists with me? He said one. Oh, goodness. Ooh. Okay, Michael Jackson. Because yeah. okay. he's got a big That's range okay. of music styles, yeah. and that would keep me entertained. Let's just go with that. That's easy. Mm. Sister J or Sister J or LM. Sister J. <laughs> well, for me, it would be Sam Cooke. Okay. Mm. Oh, oh. Voice. that voice is just beautiful. Mm. Yeah. So I could listen okay. to that voice a lot. Okay. Oh, I have another one now. I just thought of too. Go ahead, Sister LM. Uh, LM. Oh gosh, I'm still trying to decide. You can't. You gotta hurry up. We ain't got all day. <laughs> Answer. Jeez. Flip a coin. Yeah, flip Quick. a coin. Adele. Okay, what are, oh Adele, okay. So it was okay. between Adele and Beyonce. Beyonce. It was. Are wow. you giving up your Queen B? Yeah. I am impressed. I am impressed. Because well, because Adele has the better voice. And see, if if you only have one, then you got to listen to that voice. So you made the right decision. <laughs> but Beyonce has she so doesn't... many different ranges of music styles, oh, so that you have that's why it was kind of variety. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't have the because you could have catalog slow oh, ballads. Lord. You could have fast dancey. You could oh, have oh please, but... yeah. But Adele, so many of her songs like hold meaning. I would thank I would you. Get tired yeah. of listening. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beyonce ain't got no range. Lord mm-hmm. have mercy, Jesus, please. Anyway. Sister J, no, she does. She does have range. It's a range of songs. She does. Like Michael Jackson has slow songs. He's got fast songs. He's got dance songs. The same yeah. thing with Beyonce. She's got I slow ballads. I know you ain't comparing her to no Michael J. I didn't say okay. that. I said the range of music. The range. They have both have ranges. All Adele right. doesn't have dance question? songs. Is what I'm she saying. does not. She has mostly mm-hmm. ballads. They're all mostly right. Ballads. Well, yeah, they're gonna be dancing on the damn island. You are gonna have to listen to. You something. don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do on my island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dancing if I want to dance. Doing. And believe me, mm-hmm. if I have Michael Jackson music, I'm fucking dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, but my other choice would be um, Bruno Mars because I'm loving his shit lately. Ooh. Okay. 
Yeah. He is pretty good. I'm in, I'm obsessed with finesse, y'all. Oh, oh my god. I'm dripping with it. Okay, <laughs> come on. Okay. Um, so number eight. What's your favorite food combination? Example, mm. turkey, mashed potatoes, and cranberry sauce. Mm-mm. Oh, mm. that's oh, I can easy. Tell you that. It's real simple. Go ahead, Ellen. You go what first. Is it? Oh. You go first, Sister K. It's sausage chips and guacamole, fresh. Hello. Mm, all right. <laughs> Mine is smothered pork chops, greens, <laughs> and yams. Oh, that mm, good. Wow. damn. Smothered porch. Mm. Mm. That sounds mm. good. Sister J. Mm. Why do you have to sigh before every answer? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Annoy Sister J or something? Yes, I'm annoyed with this question number fucking eight. Anyway. What's your combo? Mine is easy because it's always been my favorite food. It's not really a meal, but it's my favorite. That's pecanian chips. Period. Pecanian chips. Sauce yep. and chips. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Pecanti and chips. Not all salsa. I'm not like you where I eat anybody's salsa. I don't like everybody's salsa. I don't eat anybody's salsa either. <laughs> Picanti is different. I like pecanti. I do too. See, mm-hmm. there you go. Do so you make your own? chips? Uh, I have, okay. like, with my little bullet. Yeah, I got, I, like mm-hmm. I, I got several of them bullets. But anyway, yeah, that's my thing. All right. Okay, I'm gonna say uh, pasta of any sort with Ooh. pesto oh. and a glass of red. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good combo. Yes. That's a good Thank combo. You. Mm-hmm. Very good combo. Thank I have so a I have a dumb question probably. What exactly is pesto? Is that that green one? Yes. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's basil with garlic and pine nuts and probably some lemon, olive oil, all ground together to make that green. Okay. It's mostly basil. Okay, because I didn't know what it was, like, yes. you know, the ingredients. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So, does it taste uh, sweet or savory? No, you know it's savory. I mean? savory. Yeah, savory. Okay. Okay. It's not sweet. Okay. The problem I've had with most pestos is that it's not seasoned. I mean, it's not salt. I don't need to add some salt to it or something. Gotcha. Mm. Kind of like okay. hummus. <laughs> Do you make your own pesto, Sister I have made my own pesto. Wow. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Pesto wins in the summer. Oh, Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. It's tasty. So so I take it you can just buy pine nuts like like walnuts and stuff, huh? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Okay, We have two, three more questions. Oh, God. Number nine. Oh, Lord, y'all. It ain't that bad. Who would play you in a movie? Mm. Oh, man. Oh, that's a good I'll question. answer first. Go ahead. Jasmine Guy. <laughs> I love Because let me tell you why I said Jasmine Guy. I love Guy. her. No. Because, what, hey, I used to wear my hair pulled back in a ponytail like she used to do on that little show. Oh, you told us this story. <laughs> and P- hey, at three times in my life, 
somebody would stop me on the sidewalk mm. thinking I'm Jasmine Guy. I'd say, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, she don't have freckles over, and I do, but I people don't look that close. More so. like Debbie Allen. No, I don't think so. I can see that. Yeah, see, I can I too. Can see a little bit. I of can that. see yeah. Debbie Allen too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's what I- Jasmine Guy would be a better pick. Oh, excuse us. That's what I think anyway. Like <laughs> 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 All right. What about y'all? Damn. I think Sama Lathan. Sinai Latham? Yeah. Hmm. That's hmm. good. Okay. I like Sinai Latham. Hmm. I don't know. She seems like she'd be too old, though. I don't think so. No. You know who I think? You know who I think? We should have answered this for each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know who I think could play you good? Let's do that. Sister (laughs) LM. Who? You know who I think? And that is, I don't know what this actor's name is, but she was the little girl. In that um, uh, uh, that movie with Morris Chestnut and the other girl, where she was a surrogate baby mama, when the bow breaks, yeah, that one. Remember what that? The fuck? I remember who what? was in who was in that movie? <laughs> Morris Google. It was Morris Chestnut. Was I remember the, man. the movie? Right, and, but the little cute girl that was the surrogate for them, and she ended up uh, 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 going to keep the baby, and she was scamming him, and she ended up. Killing up her boyfriend who was trying to scam oh, him and shit. Lord. Oh, that yeah, was a great Hall. movie. I don't remember that movie. Okay, hold up. I'm on IMDb. <laughs> yeah. Her name, Jazz Sinclair. There you go. Who the hell Jazz is that? Sinclair. Oh, she know. was a cute. Random. But she, no. But she, no, 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 it wasn't because she's, uh, no, because she's real blingy prissy like you are. You know no, what I mean? Random. No, it isn't. Okay. I can see that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Look it up. I could Look if I up. knew who the hell Very she was. Cute. Look up the movie. Google when the bow breaks. I know. When I'm, the bow I'm, breaks. I'm there, but I don't. I ain't never seen that girl before. Oh, if you saw oh, the movie, the you breaks. have. I haven't seen her. I didn't see that movie. I didn't oh. either. I didn't oh, either. y'all got to see that movie. <laughs> that little girl played the fool out that part. But Morris Chess was so good in that part. <laughs> oh my God. I'm surprised I he missed was... it because I do like Morris Chestnut. Yeah, I'm surprised you too. haven't seen that. I think Sinai would be too old, but but I mean, I think she'd be still too old. Fits. Yeah, I mean, it could mm-hmm. still fit if nah, she was a younger so. Sinai. Yeah, okay. I don't think so. I'm thinking either Monique or um, no, what you call it. The no. one from his- I'm really over Monique right now. No. Yeah. I tell you. Or the one. Probably- listen. Or the one from okay. Hidden Fences. Which I just lost her name. Oh. Octavia. Octavia. No, not Monique. Spencer. Not Octavia Monique. Spencer. Yeah, not Monique. I don't think so. No. You know who I think. This is who I think would probably do a <laughs> I love Octavia. There is no telling. No, it's Where good. Here we go. Sherry Knox. Who? What? Sherry Shepard. I can't even get it out. Oh, Sherry, Sherry Shepard. Yeah, I can see Sherry Shepard. I'm trying to I find mean, because you the are gregarious and, and laughy and and stuff, and so is she. That's what I think. Let me look her up. You know who I would want to be. You know who I would want to play me though. <laughs> who? Who? <laughs> who? <laughs> Shit! What? I forgot her damn name. All of a sudden, who? Uh, What's she playing? Uh, shit! Hold on, y'all. I gotta look her up. <laughs> well, I mean, it, 
if we doing some wishful wishful hoping, then hey, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, hey, then I'd like Angela Bassett playing my ass. Oh, well, that's oh, yeah. a good one. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. You know, that's she'd a do really a good, good job. One. Okay, this is who I want to play. Me, who? Wanda Sykes. Oh hell no! Wanda Sykes. What? Hell no! Because she's funny as shit. I love her. Oh, Are you hell kidding me? No. But she what do you look mean? like? Yep. Kidding. No. Mm-hmm. Oh hell no! I love no. Wanda Sykes. Mm-mm. What's wrong with Wanda no. Sykes? Maybe, maybe I don't find her that funny. Me neither. Oh gosh, she is hilarious. <laughs> she's a bit crass. No, she's not hilarious. I am no. too. Mm. <laughs> you don't think? <laughs> Well, I think you, you funny, are but I don't think she is. No, I mean, yeah. Crass. She tries you, hard. Yeah. You way funnier than Wanda Sykes. Oh, Lord. Y'all now, haven't seen her just on any shows then, because she's hilarious to me. Oh, hell no. No, she not. <laughs> now, it, it, um, if you just want somebody funny, you need that chick that was on that girl girl movie. What's the name? Tiffany Haddish. There you go. Have you seen her comedy show on HBO? Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't like the comedy she show. She is hilarious. <laughs> she really is funny. She, is she funny. was hilarious. So yeah. funny. Goodness. Okay, Honey, girl. If y'all ain't seen Girls Trip yet, y'all oh, yeah. gotta watch Girls yeah. Trip. Okay. It's um, um, Sister A. Yeah, Sister A. Y'all tell me to who think. would play me because I got I got nothing. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. That's a good I one. think. Okay, who could do? Let me think who could do a good job. I think, <laughs> job. you know, the the woman, I don't know what her name is, though. The woman that played the good wife. Ooh. What's her name? Oh, yeah. Juliana um, something. Oh. Margulies. Um, is that her? Yeah. Really? Okay. She, uh, she could play you. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know what her name is, though. Mm. Somebody just said it, right? I'm thinking like Scarlett Johansson or something like that. Oh, well, hell that would no. be awesome. No, her lips are too big. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mine are lips are too big. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. I what, about, um, what about Bellamy Young? Is that her last name? Oh, Young? yeah. Melly. Melly on Scandal. Oh, interesting. Hmm. See, I'm trying to go with somebody who has blonde hair, at least. No. Blondish ish hair. No. <laughs> That's why hair can be dyed. That's yes, true. Yeah, hair can be dyed. That is mm-hmm. true. <laughs> yeah, I think the woman that plays the good wife. Okay. I, I think that would be. I wouldn't have come up with that on my own. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I think. Well, <laughs> yeah, I she's a little bit too old. Shut up. No, she's a little bit too old to be Sister A. Oh, well, but I mean, we gotta at least stay around the same age range. Oh Lord, have mercy, Jesus! Let's go. Let's see what. Oh, how old is she? Well, in her fifties. Well, I was just looking that up. How old is she? She's probably fifties. Juliana Margulies. Yeah. Oh, that's her name. Okay. She's fifty one. Oh, she's fifty one. Okay, no. Yeah, she's a little bit too old. But yeah. scarily enough, that's not that far off from me. <laughs> I know I look 28, but I ain't. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Oh, that's a good one. That is good. 
that oh, oh that was a good question okay um 10 ever get into a physical fight who won i've no. never been in a physical fight me neither I have never in my whole entire life I, I been in a, a good, physical fight. I played a good talking game, so I didn't have to get one. Yeah, see, I yeah, had older... I went fight with words. Well, I didn't even have to do that. I had older siblings that would kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> if you even if you even looked like you wanted to fight me so hey. And, they, and, wait a minute, and I had a brother. He didn't care if you was a girl or a guy. He would kick your ass if you talked to his baby sister. Well, damn. So, yeah, I never had a fight. Mm-mm. He was not a gentleman then. Sister A, are you the only fighter? <laughs> oh, well, Lord have mercy! <laughs> you mean you had a fight? No, I wouldn't say it was a fight. But once, this is a ways back when I was a kid growing up, we had like these boys that lived across the street from us, and they were just kind of mean kids. Mm-hmm. And I remember that they were teasing me or something once, and I had my clarinet case with me. <laughs> oh! <laughs> And I smacked that kid. Ooh. Yeah, but that doesn't really count. So yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. It's not really a physical. Yes, fight. it I does. Mean, that's physical. Yeah. That yes. is physical. <laughs> Knocked his ass oh out. Oh my goodness! So, but nothing recent, luckily, <laughs> that I can remember. <laughs> I'll put oh that in my there. gosh! Yeah, <laughs> not really. Okay, <laughs> and the last question is: If you could have <laughs> any superpower, what would it be? <laughs> and then he says, "That's me done." A Manny Michonne. Oh, thank you, Manny, because you've done. Wow. But what's if, so? If y'all could have any superpower, what would you? What would it be? To read uh, minds. You know to what? Read I was, minds. I was sitting there mm-hmm. thinking, but no, that's not what I want. That might be a bit too much for me. If yeah. I had a superpower, I would want to be a shapeshifter just like Sam on True Blood. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. Was that not okay. a superpower though? Yes, it is. You can sh- you can shapeshift into everything, anything. Well, okay, so yeah. you could, you would be like um, what's her name on the X Men that turns? No, the- I want to be like Odo on Star like Trek Blue Deep Woman. Space Nine. That's what I want to be like. Everybody who watched Deep Space Nine. That no. was an alien. He wasn't a superhero, superpower person. But 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 he he's a shapeshifter. Okay. That's what I want. Quit telling me what I want. My I was trying to say it wasn't a superpower. That's all I was trying Wait to say. Minute. You just enunciate your own superpower. Quit that. Quit that. <laughs> Oh, mine is simple. Simple, simple, simple. What is it? What is it? I want to be, is it telekinetic where you can move shit? Oh, Lord. Because that way I can be up in my bed and I can say, come over here, drink. Come over here, controller that's on the other side of the room. Come over here, piece of paper that I need to get. It never fails. It's when you get comfortable. Oh, my gosh. Wait, you get comfortable on the couch or something, and then you go, shit, I need to go get this and this and that. And I can just go, come to me. Oh, my gosh. Come to me, Oh, my gosh. Open the fridge with just a thought and get my drink and have it float over to me. Hello. That'd be perfect. No. I want to be a shape so I can shift into a fly and be that proverbial fly on the wall. And I can do everything. Yeah. So for me, I would either like to be able to speak or understand all languages. 
Oh, now see, you're practical. Very good. That is good. <laughs> I got together with some friends last night, and I have one friend, and she just can't quite get things in her life to like line up just right. So mm-hmm. I thought it would be a great superpower to like be able to fit people into like the perfect job or find the perfect oh. partner or oh, you know. now aren't you altruistic and nice <laughs> i like that you know, yeah, me too find the right job that is nice but that's not down, a superpower you know? either why couldn't that be a superpower <laughs> i know she got some nerve complaining about our superpower which is so what because yeah. they haven't made a movie about it yet yeah Right. No, listen, it's an ability. So you would like to mold she, she their mind. Ability. ability. Okay. That's what she so said. I could see into the future mold so I would minds. know that she would be happy there. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Listen, just because she can get up and get her own drink doesn't mean it's not a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> to get that mini fridge. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Manny. Those were very uh, interesting you, questions. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh, okay. Gosh. Okay. So our next Ask the Sisters is um, from Danielle, and it's a series of voicemails. I think she got cut off um, at, at some point. Okay. And this is back, you know, all these are going to go back. So hopefully y'all's questions yeah. are still relevant. Valid. And everything <laughs> and valid, yeah. So let, me play, let me play her voicemail. Oh, shoot. Oh, I don't know if you on late or early. Um, and so in October, October 12th, I am going to have all four of my ribs and teeth removed. Okay. Oh, nervous. <laughs> but I just want to know before if you've ever had, like, surgery and if you're ever nervous. And I've had surgery since I was, like, really little, and I had surgery on my eye. Um, my eye kind of turns kind of funny. When I turn on my it, it's kind of weird. <laughs> so I'm a little nervous about it. Um, what do you guys do like when you're, you're nervous for a major procedure? So, um, thank you and have a nice day and stay safe. <laughs> That's a Aww. good question. That's a very good yeah. question. That's good. And, and I, I'm sorry we're so late because, you know, her surgery's over by now. Yeah. Yeah. But she did well, yeah. apparently. Yeah, you yeah. did well. But for mm-hmm. me, <clears throat> um, you know, I've had surgery on my eye. Um, I had detached retina years ago and stuff and, you know, just different things. And for me, because of my, my personal faith, then I just pray. And that helps me. So that's what I do. That's good. Next. Uh, I haven't had, luckily, knock on wood, I haven't had any major surgeries, but I am terrified of the dentist, Danielle. So anytime I have to go in there, I try not to, if I know what I'm having done, 
try not to Google it or find out about how the procedure goes mm. because then you just keep going over it and over it in your mind. And oh, that's true. I like to just kind of go in there blind and hope for mm-hmm. the best. And mm-hmm. I kind of think of a happy place, some place where I feel comfortable and you know warm and you know relaxed and hope that that will get me through whatever I'm yeah. going through. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's really good. Yeah. I'm scared of search. I'm scared of the needles and the IVs more than the actual whatever Procedure. else they're going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So once that little IV and stuff goes in, I'm okay. But I just try not to think about it. I try to uh, distract my mind mm-hmm. and think about other things. And of course, say a prayer and then yeah. feel sick. And then I try to distract myself. <laughs> I think about like flying on a plane. That's where I, where I really get nervous about things. And so mm-hmm. I just try to distract my mind and stay busy thinking about something else. And then just mm-hmm. you know, say if it's going to happen, <laughs> let it be quick so I don't feel it. And let's, you know, keep it moving. I do the same. Like I don't do any research because yes. that's only going to scare me even more mm-hmm. and give me more anxiety. So... I actually, I pray, and then I also, like, hopefully get a really good book and just dive in, because it mm-hmm. takes my mind off everything else. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's good, good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Distract yourself. Distractions. Yeah. So, Danielle had another voicemail, so let me go ahead and play that one, too. Okay. Hi. Um, I have a quick question for the next uh, next. talking about is the National Novel Writing Month, which is every November, um, and it's an online um, writing resource and writing community, and the whole goal of it is for people who like to write fiction, or even nonfiction, I guess, but it's mainly geared for fiction um, in any genre, to write a 50,000-word novel, 50,000 words or more, because uh, some people write a lot more, uh, in 30 days, in the month of November, that 30-day period. And the whole purpose of it is to it, take the time to write the story without your internal editor, uh, you know, causing you to either have a block or, or stop and research or, you know, procrastinate, uh, so to speak. So uh, this is like just a, a very shell first draft and a lot of people think that oh i'm gonna write a novel in 30 days and then i'm gonna go and put it on amazon no that's not <laughs> what it's for you know uh, people who actually uh, write and publish their novels 
uh, they still go through the editing process and get it professionally edited and uh, marked up and revised. And sometimes you revise four or five times and then you can, you know, put it out there for sale. So, uh, but okay, back to the, uh, your question, what I would suggest you do, I do participate in, uh, uh, they call it NaNoWriMo for short. And I do participate every year. And for me, what I have found is plan ahead. Some people, they say, you know, they're, they're what they call a pantser, meaning they just have a piece of paper or their keyboard and they just start writing. That doesn't work for me. And there's a lot of us that we are called planners. And what we do is we outline our story. We have a beginning, a middle, and an end in mind. It doesn't mean you're going to stick with it, but, you know, a rough outline of your story. And it seems to me that people who plan something ahead, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It can just be a paragraph or something. Or some people do that, uh, oh, what they call that, that mind mapping, uh, little drawing, like Venn diagrams and shit. And that don't work for me because I can't draw. So, but some kind of planning. And then you just, you know, write your story and have your characters in mind and stuff. But, I mean, it's fun. And I, uh, I guarantee you, the more you try it, the more successful you'll be. Uh, before I, I actually finished my first one way back in 2005, I think, I wrote poetry and short fiction. And I never wrote a novel-length book in my life until I did that. And when, when I realized that, oh, this is something I could do, then that's what I do. That's awesome. So her other part of the question was, since she's brand new, would she mm-hmm. need to would she need to lower the fifty thousand word count? Do you recommend she do that? I don't. Nope, I don't think so. Because if you'll if you'll um, when you participate in a, a National Novel Writing Month, it's a really neat online community because not only are there so many people who can help you, but they, they have this whole board called forums and they have forums, which are like little chat rooms only. It's not live chat. You know, you have to post your right. question or your answer and then people, it's like Facebook or something, you know, but, uh, but, but it's a closed group and you can ask any question to get any advice and people post uh, all kinds of pictures and 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 they post the calendar. The calendar uh, for the whole month of November is really really neat because it starts on November one, and it tells you at the bottom of each day what your word count should be for that day to go from one word to fifty thousand words. And it's really a, a, a neat, cool. helpful visual for you. Like if you. If you're on November the 5th and you're, you should have, say, 10,000 words by then and you've only got eight, then, you know, you need to spend a little more time writing that mm-hmm. day. Uh, or if it says on November 5th, you, uh, you should have um, 10,000 words that day, but maybe you got 20,000, then, you know, you ahead. You're on a roll. You see what I'm saying? Because some people who participate in this, some people they're college students. So they have in between their classes to write. Some of us work a full-time job. So we only have, have evening or weekends to write. Some people they're retired so they can write all day. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's different for, for different people. I work because I have to have money. 
So I write. <laughs> so I write in the evening and the weekends, you know. So, you know, you try to keep yourself on track that way. Mm-hmm. But I would not lower your goal because I'm telling you mentally, when you do that, <clears throat> I will use an example that you've just heard in this episode. <laughs> Will you make a commitment to Lent and then you don't and then you don't follow through that commitment, then your mind tells you, oh, it's okay not to actually go through with it. That's true. So when you make a commitment for the fifty thousand words, whether you make it or not is not the point. The point is don't lower that expectation. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Okay, and that's true. And that was a good example. Great, it is because it's so (laughs) true. It's like with the diet too. It's like you say exactly the one Mm -hmm. minute that you eat something you're not supposed to, you're like, oh fuck it, I'll just go hog wild. Yeah, exactly. See, so don't do that. that. Yeah, right. Don't do so. But yeah, so I hope you were able to uh, you know participate. But if not, then 2018, you got months and months now to plan ahead. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for those two questions. We thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Danielle. Those, those were good questions too, and we appreciate mm-hmm. you supporting the Ask the Sisters with some questions. Yeah. <laughs> okay, our next feedback or not feedback? Sorry, our next question is from <laughs> Esther. <laughs> hey, Esther. Hi, Esther. Hi, Esther. Hey, Esther. And her subject line is: Do I need help? Uh-oh. I'm oh. a 50-year-old black woman, and cuz black don't crack, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I don't look it. Mm-hmm. I have a thing for a 25-year-old man. Okay. Though nothing has happened, I'm here to tell you if he makes a move, I'm going to jump him. <laughs> <laughs> Is that wrong? Love you, sisters. Me. <laughs> oh my gosh who wants to go first there ain't nothing wrong with that go ahead <laughs> go ahead no there's nothing wrong with that absolutely not when so many men go the other way why can't we have some interest in a younger man <laughs> you know there's no harm in that <laughs> he's not married you're not married whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you enjoy yourself have fun Sounds good. I love it. She says, I'm 50, but because black don't crack, I don't look it. Hey, I don't think there's anything wrong with it either. I think you're both grown adults um, at that point, and you just do you have fun. Don't Mm -hmm. take life is short. We have to have fun while we can. That's for sure. Just enjoy and go on about yourself, girl. And he's of legal age. That's all that counts. Yep. That's right. Well, Uh-oh. okay. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> okay. In my opinion, mm. you might want to think twice. First of all, this kid is old enough to be a child. Kid? Yeah, he's 25 to 50. Yeah. You could be his mama. But she ain't his mama. No, that's true. But she's not his mama. Okay. (laughs) Really, in in all honesty, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's just that you have to, hopefully, you understand 
what it is you hope to get out of it uh, as opposed to what what it is you he hopes to gain. You see what I'm saying? She said, I mean, she... if it's just a booty call, then hey, go, go for it. But <laughs> if it's if it's more than just a booty call, uh, I'm just saying you might want to reconsider. I and think what... she just wants to jump the bones. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's all she said. She just wants to. Okay, well, yeah. Hey, if it's just sex, then yeah, go have sex with the guy, just so you know that it's just sex. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, if that's what you want, then yeah, because you are a grown adult and he's a grown adult. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing but, wrong with that. But you're saying if, if she tries to extend it to a relationship, then that's not right. That's a little problematic, I think. Because of the age difference? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. it just depends upon what each one hopes to gain. You well, see that's what I'm any saying? any damn relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Whether but regardless of age. The same no. age or not. No. But it's not. No, it's not. Okay, but well, what if they want the same thing? Then it's okay. Well, if... uh, No. (laughs) In my opinion, no. Because she's going to end up being his mommy. Mm. Yeah. Now, would that also be the case if the roles were reversed? Absolutely. If she was... That man is that girl's, that 25-year-old's daddy. She's looking for her daddy. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's it's not really a gender thing, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Although, Mm -hmm. I just... You know, women and men, they date younger people all the time. 25 years is a little beyond, in my opinion. Because that's old enough to be your child. I mean, if you have children, you might have some that age. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, mm-hmm. no. That's just a little creepy to me. There's a lot of people doing it, though. <laughs> yeah, there but, are a lot of people doing but it. But she asked for our opinion. Yes. Just because yep. a lot of people do yeah. it don't she mean She says, bullshit. is that wrong? I say, nope. And we all <laughs> basically said no. Said no if right. she jumps in. We all and, said and, no. And, and all I said was... Gave her a little more food for thought. Yeah. If it's more than what mm-hmm. a booty call, if you just want more than, if you just want sex, you can go have sex with anybody. That doesn't mean anything because it's just having sex with the person. But mm-hmm. if you want more than just having sex with the person once or twice or three times or however many times, <laughs> then, <laughs> then you have to Damn, stop you gotta put a limit on it? <laughs> right. No, but I'm just saying <laughs> Because <laughs> you know the difference between if you if you want to have feelings for this person or or it's just a, a lust thing, a, a, mm-hmm. you know, just for yeah. sex. Period. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Well, uh, Essa, go get your groove back. <laughs> LM, you feel the same, right? LM didn't huh? say much. What now? Oh no, I L- think it's as long as everyone's legal. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Esther. And uh, we need a recap. We need a recap because that was back in. uh, Well, actually, that was recent. That was February. Okay. Okay. We asked for the. Yeah, we need a recap. It's now March, going on April. We need to know (laughs) what happened. Yeah, give us an update. Did anything happen? Yeah, yeah. Not a recap, an update. An update. Thank you. Yes. Let me rephrase. An update. Yeah, please rephrase. Okay, our next Ask the Sisters question is from Erin. Hey, Erin. Hey, Erin. Hey, 
Hey, sisters, J-K-A-N-L-M. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? (laughs) I have an actual coherent question for you this time. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Your request popped up right as I was thinking about it. And who better to ask than the sisters? Okay, here it goes. My dad is 75 going on 76. Never know when the podcast will appear, so I might as well round up. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) That's the real shame. Damn. I need sunglasses. She's got a smiley face and she says, sorry, and then ducks. She's ducking. <laughs> hey, that was oh some good God. shade. That was accurate. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was accurate. <laughs> although, what was just out of curiosity? Aaron, what was the date of this email? Now, this one was October. Oh Lord! Yeah, this one was okay. October. Okay. The ori- yeah. yeah, the original okay. was October. All right. <laughs> she resent it, but yeah, she sent it in October. Um, uh, let's see. So she says her dad's 75 going on 76. My pops tries to keep busy, still runs his own little business while he keeps busy. He has slowed down a bit over the years, had a battle with prostate cancer a few years back, but he's been clear ever since. Let me just drop in a PSA for our male family members to go get yourself checked, please. And thank you. Don't yeah. go waiting until your 70s or 60s or 50s to do this shit. Mm-hmm. Be a man. Mm-hmm. Get checked out. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's a good PSA. Yeah. Yep. PSA. Mm-hmm. Tinnyhoo, last year I was in Seattle with my parents and my brother pointed out dad being super slow on day one. After spending the week up there with them, I had to agree with my brother. Long story short, dad's hobby is scuba diving. His next big trip is Fiji in 2019. This means flying from Chicago to LA, then Fiji, then a boat ride, maybe a bus, maybe another boat. I don't fucking know. But I do know. (laughs) (laughs) You just name like every mode of transportation. I know. (laughs) She says. This means flying from Chicago to LA, then Fiji, then a boat ride, maybe a bus, maybe another boat. I don't fucking know, but I do know he can't do it. Yeah. He's already told me about adjustments he's made to his diving routine, which I will not bore Mm -hmm. you with, but he has been slowing way down. We talked about it and I said, dad, you're not going. And he said, why do you want to go with me? I said, <laughs> I said, no, I don't want, I don't want to have to renew my passport just to go pick you up. You're going over my dead body into the conversation. Oh, now mm. wait a minute now, Aaron. All my right. dad was in the Navy. No. Hold on. She says, my dad was in the Navy. He's seen like five <laughs> continents. He's well-traveled. How do I talk him out of this one last epic trip? Convincing him to drive to Alaska again in 2019 to see the grandkids might be my only hope. What do you think, sisters? Stubborn daughter of a stubborn man, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron, oh, for the question. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Mm. I'll go last because I think I'll be different. Mm. Okay. Uh, Sister A, do you, wanna first, do you want to go first? You go. Who wants to go? Uh, we need to have well, a, a routine and we just go in order each time. <laughs> we need to come up with our routine. I mean, that is difficult. I mean, my mom is about the same age and she has 
slowed down as well. You know, and she's gotten, you know, she's currently has shingles, which is awful. And damn, you know, yeah, she's, she's had a tough uh, month or so with that. Um, so she didn't get that vaccine that they have nowadays. She actually did get the vaccine and she still got it. Cause I think wow. it's only 30%, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, my, she has, I mean, she is kind of the opposite. She says, I can't do this or I, I mm-hmm. can't go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wonder if your initial reaction to him of over your dead body, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, um, yeah, he's sort of using the reverse psychology. Like mm-hmm. I am going on that trip. You know, I'm not old because, you know, I don't feel my age. You know, we all feel younger, I think, than we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Until I all those <laughs> I feel older, <laughs> but okay. I don't feel younger than I am, okay. shit. I don't yeah. either. <laughs> okay. Um, so I don't know. That's tough. I mean, I would probably talk to him as a, a family group. You know, if you can get your brother and yourself to talk to him and See if you can have him realize how much he's slowed down. And this epic trip to freaking Fiji, which is halfway across the world, that's really going to take a lot out of him. And then going underwater? Oh, no. That doesn't sound like a good idea to me at all. So I guess I would say to try to come together as a family and talk to him in that way and try not to make him feel old or something like that, but maybe help him to decide that it's not a good idea. And maybe a trip to see the family that's a lot closer would be a better option for him. But his, he's look, this man is 75, 76. If that's what he wants to do, why are we trying to stop him? Even if it could be dangerous. I mean, wouldn't, would you want someone to tell you just because of your age and you're getting slower and you can't walk as fast as you did before and you can't dive as deep as you could dive before dive, sorry, not die. Um, would you want someone <laughs> to tell you, no, you can't go. I'd be no. irritated. I'd be annoyed. I'd be like, well, you ain't telling me what I'm doing. I've lived my life and this is what I want to do. And if it's dangerous, then that's my choice to make. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want someone to tell me and I get the point that you're worried about him and so mm-hmm. maybe go with him go with him and, and and help him through those things that he's going to have a challenge with help him make sure that okay well let's if we're going to have to take a plane ride and a boat and a bus and all this other shit let's make a stop in between let's let's stay overnight or something in between so you could rest um, mm-hmm. and then let's continue on with the journey but I don't know that I would limit my older parent who's got this desire and dream and love to go and do this dive i don't know that i would want to deny him that okay my opinion is a couple things that you left out in my opinion that is so your your father is well i'm sure at this recording he's 76 (laughs) (laughs) so we'll just go with that you know (laughs) <laughs> okay so your daddy he might be 76. 77 by now we don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway okay your daddy's 76 and you said he still runs his business and he's slowing down and you visited you and your brother both talking behind his back about he's slowing down okay what you didn't say is, 
his mental capacity. Now, couple things. This is a Navy man. Navy. Don't that be water? Yeah. <laughs> and his whole hobby all these years has been diving. Don't that mean he's used to diving under the water? Yeah. Expert. And there's nothing that says just because he's 76 that he can't make the trip. First of all, just because you're 76 and slowing down physically as far as whatever he's doing around his house or doing his business, this is a hobby. Your whole spirit, mind, and body perks up when you're doing your hobby. That's yeah. number one. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, I agree with Sister K. Then have a, 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 a layover at a hotel or something in between all these little bus, train, trip, plane, whatever, you know? if you're concerned about him being too tired. Uh, I had just read an article where a man who was a hundred, you hear me, 100 years old, is doing a half marathon because he's done it since he was in his 50s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, no, I do not think it's appropriate for you or your brother or anybody in your family to say, oh, you can't go over my dead body. I agree with Sister K. Offer to go with him. Say, oh, you know what? This might be the last time you can take a really long trip. Why don't, why don't we go too? Do mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. instead. But do not rain on your daddy's parade. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because this may be the last time he can actually go do diving and stuff. Now, mm-hmm. just because he says, oh, I'm, I'm going to Fiji and going to dive. That don't mean he's going to go diving every day or he's going to go 20 feet deep as opposed to five feet under the water because he's getting too tired. You see what I'm saying? No. Don't begrudge him this uh, this trip. No. You wrong, Aaron. You wrong. <laughs> that's, my, <laughs> that's my opinion, Aaron. And Sister A. Oh, wait. Sister this, LM. No, me. no, I did show already. Yeah, Sister LM. Okay. I agree that you need to renew your passport and yes. go with him. <laughs> If you can't or don't want to renew your passport, then have your brother go. Just mm-hmm. make sure someone goes with him. I'm sure. already, I mean, I doubt he was going to travel by himself anyway, but exactly. if it'll make you or your brother feel better, go with him. Mm-hmm. I, maybe it's because I associate and work with quite a few 70 year olds and they'll be the first to tell you they get around better than me some days. Mm-hmm. So him being 76 and slowing down, I mean, that's normal, but he's already not perfected, but he's already adjusted his diving technique. He's there already you go. prepared for this trip. Hey, you're you talking about a Navy he, man, too. A yeah, Navy man. You, know, you notice that he's slowing down. I'm sure he notices a little, too, and maybe that's why he, mm-hmm. you know, changed up his technique. But this is something he's looking forward to doing. And as long as he's physically able to go, like, without complications, let him go. Mm -hmm. He's 76. Let him go. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And it's not not a... Don't do it. What? (laughs) See? She's saying don't do it. It's not a thing about let him go. Well, no, he's going to let go, him go but, but I'll say let him support, go in peace. Support him. Let him go in yeah. peace. He needs to go with somebody without, if he goes. 
don't, don't threaten him and say over my dead body. See, All that's age... going to do is make him go on the bus, train, plane, right. boat, and not even tell anyone. Yeah. But Sister A's talking, talking like she wanted him to have a babysitter. No. <laughs> <laughs> he don't need no babysitter. No. Sorry, he does. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. And this is long a trip that is. Yeah, Mm-mm. he knows. He knows. She done already said he's on. been on five continents. He's well traveled. Why don't you have him take a boat? He's well traveled. And listen, mm-hmm. listen to what she said. Seventy six is not old. Listen That's to, not old. Listen to what she said. When she said, "Dad, you're not going," he said, "Why? You want to go with me?" So his <laughs> first response was, "You want to go with me? Like, yeah. come with me." Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that's basically him saying, "Well, come on with me then. Come with I me. I want yes. my child, my daughter, to come with me." Yeah. He basically asked you without asking you. I agree. So he wants that's a, that. That's a good point. Totally. So good point. Get your mm-hmm. damn passport renewed and yes. go with him. It's in 2019. That gives you a whole year. And wait, when he asked, he probably was talking about he was going to help cover it. Maybe. Because, <laughs> I mean, they don't be ask, parents don't ask you that shit and then go, okay, now that's going to be 2250 That's true. <laughs> okay. That's true. So you that's spend true. out that little true. $50, a hundred and much of this to yep. renew your passport, and you say, you know what, Dad? Yeah. I, I don't want you to not go on your trip, but I would love to experience it with you, and then let's just yes. make a few concessions for me. Because I ain't up to your standards either. And let's rest <laughs> yeah. in each leg of this trip. And do you know how proud he would be for yes. you to watch him die? Yes. yes. Like that will make his day. Seriously. His yes. day. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. And we I get, it for you. I get the thing about being uh, worried about your parents. But at the end of the day, we're all going to go at some yep. point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wouldn't you rather go doing what you love? Yep. For sure. And not well, the what if, what if, what if. Because well, we're not, when we, I'd like and to, I'm one of I'd those I'd like pe- to correct that. I'd rather go in my sleep. Well, okay, yes. But <laughs> you don't want to be limited in your love something sleep. she loves to do. You, right. I do. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> sister, <laughs> Ellen, you said that shit right on the head. <laughs> That's right. Oh, she right. hit that shit on Same the with damn head. Yep. <laughs> yep. But no, you don't want to live in regret that you know you've been so fearful in life because i'm guilty of that too Ooh, i'm too scared to get on the plane or i'm too scared to do this or i don't want to mm-hmm. try because what if i don't make it or or what if i don't pass the test or what if i mm-hmm. so i don't even try to keep from getting that <laughs> result that may happen you don't want to live and mm-hmm. go to the end of your life thinking okay i could have did a whole bunch of shit but i was too damn scared to do it and now it's too yeah. late Yeah, exactly so you don't want to limit your your dad you don't want to limit any of your family from doing what they love you really don't enjoy the experience with him yes it's time to go to fiji okay (laughs) pool and do some diving yep okay thank you aaron that was a great question that was a good one thank you okay our next assistant's question is from Lori. hey Lori. hey Lori. hey Lori. and Lori is an original Hey, nation and the sisters. Here is my question. Mm-hmm. Three times in the last month, a certain employee 
has used the bathroom and not washed their hands. Mm. Do I contact HR or just tell my boss? (laughs) (laughs) This is not, should I say something to her? (laughs) Not, should I leave a note? Should I contact contact HR HR or just tell my boss? (laughs) This is harmful during any day of the week, but with flu season, this is just nasty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Well, you know what? Hey, Lori, I feel you on that. Yeah. Uh huh. Mention it. Mention it to your supervisor. Uh And you know what? I would, I would do it just like you did to us. Say, you know what? With this flu season and everything, and I'm trying so hard to get sick, but you know, I noticed so so she don't wash her hands. I done been in there three times and she's in there three times today and she didn't want no drop of water. Damn. <laughs> no. Just tell her to her face. You're gonna Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. First of all, you I've cannot done that before. You can't go to HR someone. for that. No, no, don't bother no. HR with that. You can't. Well, and don't bother would, your boss with that either. What no. I would personally do, because in our office we have hand sanitizer in our storeroom, I would go and get a little bottle and put it on their desk. <laughs> <laughs> a little cutter. <laughs> no, really, I would. Wait, with a post-it note? No, I would put it on in the middle of the anonymous, desk. So, anonymously. People, yes, because people who don't wash their hands, they know they don't wash their hands. Mm-mm. That's true. Mm-mm. She's not. Uh, they already every know time. they don't wash their hands, and but that is so damn nasty. <laughs> and you're you're touching the copier and paper and oh, no, everything nasty. in the Ugh. office, and other people are touching it too. No, and you ain't gross. washed your hands. Oh, what a nasty bee! Mm-mm. No, I'm sorry. Don't eat if anything the- at. Potluck that she brought. No, no. Oh hell oh, no! no. Hell but yeah, I would give her some hand sanitizer though. But I probably would, no. jokingly say, like Honey. that third time, aren't you gonna wash your hands? Because you know I'm, I'm not even gonna jokingly say it. I'm, I'm just gonna <laughs> flat out say. <laughs> if I'm Are in the bathroom your hands? for the third time mm-hmm. and I notice the same chick no. has done come yeah. out the stall after being in there for a minute. <laughs> And mm-hmm. she walks straight out the door and be like, uh, excuse me, Are you, you ain't going to throw some water on your hands or something? You forgot Even something. Act like you going to wash them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then touching mm-hmm. handles and shit? That's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, they're touching the copier. They're touching mm-hmm. uh, uh, the stapler. I mean, everything that oh. other people are touching. Coffee maker. Yes, Gross. the coffee maker. Refrigerator. You know, going to get... Uh, uh, coffee off that coffee pot and, and their hands is all over that handle and you got to oh. hold it next. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell no. no. The thought. Mm-hmm. See, that's why mm-hmm. I don't drink coffee out of no coffee pot. Like well, I have instant coffee. <laughs> I have instant coffee. I have the little instant packages that I found an excellent um, alternative to Starbucks because I don't go to Starbucks anymore. And it is really good. It's called right. Black Rifle Coffee Company. It's really good. And so all I'm getting is hot water. Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, uh, Sister A and Sister LM, I think we talked. You said the same thing, right? Talk to them directly. Yes. Directly. Preferably yeah. in the act. Oh, right. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. 
yeah. of the before act of not watching before she leaves the bathroom so she can't say, oh, yes, I did. No. Uh-huh. Catch her no, in you the didn't. act <laughs> and be upfront about it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, because well, you can't go I, to the boss and you can't go right. to HR. Well, I'll be looking at you would. crazy then. I probably would confront them too, but believe you me, I would leave that sanitizer on their desk if they didn't have one already on their desk. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's gross. Y'all. I keep I keep sanitizer on my gross. desk. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lori. And we need an Thank update. You, we need an update on that yeah, one. Let us know. We need an update. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we need an update on that one. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Okay, our next question is from Joseph. Hey, Joseph. Hey, hey. Joseph. Hey, sisters, I have, I never have thought to send an Ask the Sisters email about my recent experience at Costco. Uh-oh. The first, <laughs> we was just talking about Costco. <laughs> the first instance that I witnessed while at Costco was when I was just browsing around and also getting those free samples that day. Oh, Lord. The first booth I went to was giving out yakisoba Japanese veggie noodles. The mm. person who was in charge of the stand told me it'll be about two to three minutes. I patiently waited while listening to my music on my phone. About a minute later, the same oh, lady. one of them, see, standing listen. in the aisle, blocking. Yep. That's why I'm laughing. Waiting for that <laughs> damn One person. of the ones that gets me irritated when I'm trying to get through to get to my shit. Thank you. Oh, well, I'm trying to get something off the shelf and you waiting on a sample. Thank you. Mm-hmm. About a minute mm-hmm. later, the stand lady told another lady who was a customer with two kids, one of them in a stroller, that the manager is on the way. So apparently the issue that this customer experienced with the stand lady giving away the noodles was that her kids were the first in line for the noodles. While they were patiently waiting, the stand lady was talking to what the customer said looked like her friend because she was just babbling to the point that she gave them the samples first before the kids and the stand lady had ran out and had to make more. The kids were like, where's our noodles? The mom's point was that her kids were waiting first before the people who the stand lady was talking to. The mom Mm -hmm. was so mad that she said the least you could do is say sorry to the lady while the manager was trying to calm her down. She said, she even said, I just want a fucking slapper. In my, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, damn. Then later on, when she left, I overheard the stand lady telling the manager that the other side of the story was that the mom was not with the kids when they were waiting in line to know that they had any food allergies, etc. What would you mm-hmm. ladies have done in this situation? Another experience, hold on, let me read this one and then we'll talk about that question. Another experience that I didn't witness, but my dad did was when he was looking at boxes of navel oranges, the first box he had picked up at first until he looked through them had a rotten orange. So ideally you would change the box and look through the new one just to make sure all the oranges that you purchased weren't rotten. As he was going through the second box, an elderly couple passed by telling my dad that it's wrong that he's handpicking through the boxes because his hands were dirty. First of all, Mm, first of all, don't you wash your fruit whenever you buy fruit in the produce Mm -hmm. section? Hell yeah. My dad didn't reply back and just minded his own business. Before leaving Costco, my dad talked to a Costco employee telling them what had happened and making sure it wasn't that he wasn't in the wrong. The employee said, no, it's okay to use your hands to go through the boxes. Again, ladies, what would you have done? It mm. was surely an interesting Costco experience that day. When I told this to my friends, all their response was, people can be weird. 
Can't wait to listen to the podcast, Joseph from Las Vegas. <laughs> what kind of answer is that, Joseph? That's what his friends told him. Yeah, that's what I mean. People can be weird. That ain't no answer. Yeah, you need to come bring it to the sisters. Okay, we let's, let, real let's shit. let um, LM or A go first because we've been going first. <laughs> okay, I'll handle the oranges first. Mm-hmm. Um, your dad did the right thing and just didn't pay the elderly couple any mind. Mm-hmm. And just to be sure, he did ask a Costco employee if it was okay that he did that. And I'm with you. You go home and wash your own fruit anyway. Plus, yeah. check all the oranges to make sure you're not getting a rotten one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it. There, your dad was not in the wrong at all. The only difference is I would have said something to the couple like, Thank you. I mean, you're going to wash your fruit anyway. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And who eats outside of a fucking orange? Exactly. You're not even eating the peel. Well, no. okay. I agree with Sister LM, but see... If it was me, mm-hmm. that couple wouldn't have been talking to nobody else that whole day. Thank you. Oh, because mm-hmm. I would. Oh hell yeah, I would have looked at them and I would have told them, <laughs> "Shut the fuck up." Or I would have probably said, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> I would have. I would have. You know what? I would have felt like in my mind they bold enough to say some shit yep. to me. Yeah, I would be bold enough to say some shit that they would not forget. That day, <laughs> I would say, wait yeah, make them and think I twice know I before would. saying wait something to another stranger. Exactly, mm-hmm. and I know I would do it because I have done it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't be saying no <laughs> shit to me like, oh, and oh, and and somebody gonna say my hands are dirty. Oh hell yeah! Thank they you. Gonna, they was gonna get some cussing that day. Oh for sure. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. And Let of course, the LM finish her 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 okay. answer. Oh, my answer. Okay, so that's it for the oranges. As far as the sample, I don't understand what you're asking. What we would do? Uh, I did mean, you think you that it was wrong in... that the lady was mad and went and got the manager because her children didn't get the noodles first than the other lady, and then telling the 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 worker that that she wanted to slap her? I think that he's asking what you know what we thought about that whole situation. Oh, I think the lady, the mother of the children, she was out of order. You don't say you're going to slap someone because they didn't give your kids a free sample. And apparently she wasn't even around. Well, did Joseph see the mama and the kids when he went up there? I don't remember. Did he say? Um, He said that while he was waiting, she came up there, back up there with the manager. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, Sister A. Uh, I totally agree about the oranges. I mean, hello. And <laughs> I wouldn't have told them off because that's not what I would, I couldn't do that. But I would mm-hmm. just be like, really? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, get a life. And mm-hmm. the same goes with this lady that's like tattletailing the manager. <laughs> my, my kids didn't get their noodles right away i mean is this seriously going on right come on people you're in freaking costco (laughs) wait a minute them people are serious about them fucking samples they are serious serious they go there to eat their damn dinner yeah they do they go there to eat lunch come on now people really do go there for their meal they do 
They go and, there I mean, for they, the meal. They are serious about that shit. I know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, but that's ridiculous. I'm pretty sure it's against the rules for a Costco employee to give children a sample mm-hmm. without parents around. Probably. I thought there was a sign that they would have that says parents must be accompanied by their parents, yeah, adult, in order to get the samples. Right. And usually so parents are like really close by anyway. Well, and it's because of the food allergy situation. The kid exactly. ain't gonna always know. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Let me tell you what I do, Joseph. Now you see, because I'm a Costco connoisseur, I go all the time. <laughs> and I, and I was just and, there. Wait a minute. And when I go, I'm daring some people to say some shit to me. You know what I mean? I mean, wait a minute. I wear provocative shirts, hats, whatever, with with slogans and shit on it. Hoping somebody will say some shit to me. But anyway. Don't go there. Wait a minute. But if I would have been standing there waiting for some food and a woman is arguing with the uh, vendor or the sample lady, and then I heard her say, oh, I just want to slap you. I would have spoke up. I would have probably, I would have said, oh, hell no. You know, something like that. And I probably would have got in it with the customer, too. Because, see, that's not even necessary. Yeah, it's not. That's not even necessary. Because no. those those vendor <laughs> people there, they're there to do a job. They have to stand there all day on their feet, mm-hmm. giving them samples all and stuff. Day. There is no reason for some customer i don't care who you are to get nasty enough to say to that woman's face Mm -hmm. oh i just want to slap you oh hell no and i know i would have spoken up and and probably we would have had a custom battle no she probably would have got afraid but anyway over some fucking sample noodles noodles. go buy some bitch yeah and then feed your damn kids I mean, but how rude can you be to say in somebody's face that you don't even know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I could. I just want to smack you. Ooh. Oh, hell no. I would not have let that go. I would have not have let life. that pass. I would have okay, spoken so, up and said something. So the real question is, what would you do if you were that vendor? Who, me? I would have oh, said, come over here and try it. Get the fuck out my come way. over here and try it. Okay, come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I would have probably said, no. I know me. I would have said, bitch, I know you better get the fuck out of my face with that shit. And I would have been fired. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When I'm saying that, I would have been taking off my earrings. (laughs) (laughs) No. You would have been taking off your apron and your name tag because you know your ass would have been fired. Yeah. That's the truth. That's the truth. Is that what you want to do? Well, okay. Well, then apparently I'm out of a job, so let's go. Yeah, and let's I would go. be talking to myself like this is my last day today. <laughs> they yeah. have been trying. First of all, those sample people have to get me off this morning. They have to deal with the fucking public all day. We they already do. know some of y'all some rude motherfuckers. Some of y'all mm-hmm. are so yeah. rude. And I'm not even gonna say That's y'all. That's a terrible Us job. Are rude motherfuckers. Now, yeah, there are people in there. They got three, four kids, and they all hanging around that damn cart. Waiting for the samples, blocking yeah. up the wilds and shit. Yeah, oh, hell no. doing that. I know the Mickey D's and be done with it. Thank, thank no. you. No, because Mickey wait, D's cost the money. Worst, they want wait, the free shit. Sister J, the worst cheap. ones ain't even the ones with kids. It's the ones that that's ain't got true. no kids that still that's hang true. around the doggone <laughs> uh, 
a meat counter or whatever they giving away. The other day when exactly. I went to Costco, That's true. That's they was true. giving away samples of this ham. That mm-hmm. line was blocking the whole meat section. Why? Like, Can I go get some damn meat? Or are y'all just waiting for this one little bitty tea tiny slice of fucking ham? <laughs> and that's what I, I don't get. People that, that's what I understand. People that stand in these sample lines for 10, 15 minutes for yeah. it's not even a full bite. No. Exactly. Exactly. Not even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that woman, people. she was lucky, and and that and them old people was lucky. It was your dad who's nice because they had to be yeah. cussed out. Oh, don't be yeah. worried about what the fuck I'm touching. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Mind your damn I know, business. I, I know you would have cussed them out. <laughs> now the only time I've ever gotten rowdy bowdy, I think I told this story. The only time I got rowdy bowdy in the grocery store was when this woman was pushing my bread. Oh, Did I tell y'all that? Wait, when what? Okay. I got a pet peeve about my fucking bread. She got Actually, a thing on the bread. any of my groceries. Don't touch my groceries when they on the No, but it's worse with the bread. But it's worse with the bread. What do you because, mean with the bread? Listen, I'm putting my shit up on the, the conveyor belt, right? Uh-huh. And you know that little thing, the plastic bar they put so that you can put it between your shit and the other person's yeah. stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm waiting to put the rest of my stuff because there's someone in front of me and I don't like crowding. If they put the bar down, I'm not going to push the bar up so that I can fit more shit on my side. This bitch yeah. went and pushed the bar up on my Ooh. piece, on my bread loaf. And I always put my bread last so it don't get squished, right? <laughs> so I put my bread last. And she's pushing the bar so she can fit more of her shit on the bar oh, instead no. of waiting. And I said, and it's an older lady too. And she, I think it was her daughter or granddaughter or something. Older lady. And I said, don't be touching my bread. What do you mean? What do you mean? And she's steadily, wait, steadily pushing her shit up and pushing the bar over my bread. I said, don't squish up my damn bread. And I got louder. I said, in fact, don't touch none of my shit. (laughs) And she's like, well, but ma'am, I said, but nothing. And finally her damn daughter, whoever the hell the chick was, was like, "Uh, mom, uh, 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 ma, uh, uh, excuse me. I said, yeah, back the fuck up. Because first of all, I feel like that is so incredibly rude. It, it is rude. Rude. Is. I mean, that's as bad as her coming up and saying something else she could have said. And I'd have been equally as pissed then too. But mm-hmm. it's just the same thing without saying it's like, I have so little regard for you mm-hmm. and your, cause my shit's more important than your shit. That I'm going to squish your shit up to fit more of my <laughs> shit on this damn count. But the point I don't understand. And you know what? People do that a lot. I've seen it happen <laughs> to people a lot. And I'm like, this is not a race. Thank You're you. You're going to have to go through this checkout line. Just like everybody same else. same way as everyone else. Well, and, and you got to wait for the person anyway. Because if I really wanted right. to be ugly, I could have stood there and just looked at her the whole time. They could have tried you, to check out my groceries and I could have sat right there and said, okay, you we could've. ain't moving. Because yeah. obviously someone needs to learn time management and how to be patient. <laughs> That now, burned you know, me up to no you end. You know what I do? When I'm in the line and somebody <laughs> is too close to me, mm-hmm. I go in first. So I'm at the front of my basket. Yeah. And I put all my stuff on the 
on the conveyor mm-hmm. belt. And then yep. I leave the basket between me and, and the, them rude yeah. ass people. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I do. And too. I leave it there. Yeah. And they're looking at yep. me. Yeah. And one thing I don't <laughs> like, you know, they always have the little um the the little swipe register thing. Now it's the chip holder. You yeah. know, a little forward. Then you and especially at the Walmart. Then you got the next person coming and they standing all up on you. Oh, Oh, uh -uh. I will will stop what I'm doing and look at them and say, back up. (laughs) Yeah, I've done that before. I have done it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm in a grocery store and especially if it's a man, I will look and say, you are too damn close. Yeah. I mean, you can hear a pin dropping. Well, because, I mean, that's rude. Well, y'all do personal me because at the grocery store, if I feel like, like you said, to say personal space, if I feel yeah. like someone's in my personal space, or mm-hmm. even if I'm in the aisle and they're in my way, mm-hmm. I am notorious. I will hit a bitch with my buggy. I don't care. <laughs> wow. I will, and I have okay. she got many me. times. Oh my god! You have? Wow. Oh my god! You I do. I don't I do, do that though. I do. Mm-hmm. I'll give. I'll mm-hmm. say, excuse me. Like I'll give them a chance to move, mm-hmm. and if they don't, I hit them with my buggy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Ooh, sister Ooh, Ellen, we might want to be careful on that one. Yeah, because somebody might. Mm. Yeah. Tap in your little butt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, we've already talked about this. I have a family member what? who trips kids. <laughs> she don't hit them, but she'll trip them and they start running. She hates. Damn. She hates when kids are running through the store. I do too. She's jack a trip. What? <laughs> but I get mad at the parents, not well, the kids. Yeah, yeah. Oh but, my gosh. Oh my gosh. Mm, oh, mm, that's mm. hilarious. <laughs> that's a scream. That's a scream. That is funny. Oh my gosh. Mm, mm, mm. That's hilarious. All right. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Joseph. I think oh, they've answered thank you, both of those. Thank you, Joseph. <laughs> okay. And we have one more Ask the Sisters question. Woo! Okay. Bring and it, it is from Zombie Scotty. Hey, Zombie Scotty. Hey, Zombie Scotty. He says, hello, sisters. I hope this message finds you doing well. Yeah. Sister J and Sister K, thanks again for dinner in Dallas. Total blast. Yeah, it was fun. It was was great. Tonight's adult beverage is a simple glass of cold milk. Just too damn tired for anything else. (laughs) (laughs) That's tired. Sad, I know. I'll get back on the adult beverage train pretty soon here. <laughs> so I finally watched Trick Baby. Absolutely. Oh, ooh, he says he absolutely loved it. Thank you. Without revealing any spoilers, I'll just say I liked the way the movie was about con men and how in the end everyone was actually conning themselves by their own unconscious assumptions about other people. Yep. See how deep that shit can go back in the 70s. See that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So here's my first question for the evening. Okay. Have you ever been embarrassed by an assumption you made about someone else that turned out to be false? And how did you deal with it? 
Mm-hmm. Embarrassed by an assumption you made about someone mm-hmm. else. Embarrassed about an assumption. Well, see, I don't get embarrassed mm-hmm. really very mm-hmm. often. So, hmm. But an assumption about someone. Hmm. <laughs> That'd be like when you're going through uh, J.C. Penney's and someone's got a red shirt on you say, hey, can you help me find a set and such? I go, oh, we don't work here. I don't work here. That, yeah. That's not what it means, though. Well, that's yeah, an assumption. That, that is an work. assumption. You're assuming they work there, but they don't. They don't. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I don't really have any that I do out loud unless it's something like that. You know, I don't really walk mm-hmm. up to people and just say, mm-hmm. hey, you must be this. And then I find out they're right. not. Yeah. And it's an embarrassing yeah. thing. It'd be more of an internal conversation with myself. And well, usually but- when it's an internal assumption like that, I wouldn't be embarrassed about it i guess because mm-hmm. it's internal because it's inside and it's like not only you know yeah, yeah. but yeah i mean but even if i said to somebody you know uh, oh can you reach this for me oh i don't work here then i, I wouldn't be embarrassed at all I'd, oh okay then i go find somebody else you know right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, wait a minute. <laughs> well, I mean, it would be embarrassing, especially if they had. Wait a minute. I have said before. Oh, shit. <laughs> There's no fucking telling what she done said to somebody. <laughs> I have, like, seen somebody has said before, uh, excuse me, miss, can you help me or something? And it'd be a two. <laughs> Oh jeez, that's a bad assumption right there. I have done that before. Oh man, oh, were you embarrassed oh, by my it? Gosh. Uh, no. <laughs> oh damn, damn. That's pretty rough. What I was wasn't embarrassed about. I'd say, oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> in my mind, oh gosh, because in my mind, I'm thinking, well, hell, if you didn't want nobody to, to think you was a woman, you need to like, do something with that hair. You know? Uh, oh, man. Anyway. Uh, well, funny. that reminds me of one. Um, I wasn't embarrassed about it, but I was talking to someone on the phone. And it was a very deep voice, and I assumed it was a man. <laughs> so I referred to the person as Mr. Oh, and she's no. like, no, Mrs. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see what that I mean, I wasn't happen. embarrassed, though. I I just apologized and kept the conversation Went on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really think of anything offhand. Hmm. That's, I know that's, that's a hard one. You have to, to really think about. Yeah, that's kind of a one you got to kind of think. Yeah, I think it's the embarrassed part that's tripping us up because yeah, you yeah. gotta actually feel yeah. that embarrassment. Yeah, because I don't right. feel embarrassed about stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, he says his. Um, my next question stems from the panel Sister Kay and I served on in Oklahoma City back in October. Mm-hmm. I have attached a recorded segment from the panel. Yes, because. Sister K has been a bad sister. I was supposed to post the whole panel conversation that Zombie Sky recorded, but 
I was struggling to figure out where to put it. And so then I forgot and then it got busy. And then anyway, so sorry, zombie Scotty. Um, but he says the panel was called myths gone bad. And we were answering the question of whether or not we thought podcasters are creating new types of mythologies. Sister K's answer. Sister J. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you wrestling ass. Can you hit your mute button? Okay. Uh, Sister K's answer was rather well received. Just so you know, I recorded it on my phone. So my voice is louder than the others. After I shut up, Sister K starts and you may have to turn it up. So let me play this little piece of. I, I think, yes. Um, I will say that some years ago I started listening to the Sister Speak podcast. Um, hilarious. And I met them all for the first time in Chicago a year ago. Yeah, and we got along really well and I started writing into the podcast and they were doing Game of Thrones and I asked if I could call myself Sir Zombie Scotty and uh, they said yes and then I said well can I be the Lord Commander of the Sisters Guard and, and they said yes and so my point is now this, there's my shirt right there's this whole mythology I would argue it's the beginning of a smaller scale mythology and I think that's what we're going to find is a whole bunch of small scale mythologies uh uh, as groups are interconnected through different stories, and yeah, yeah, I agree. I think there's different ways to to tell stories now that we didn't have or that weren't existing uh, many years ago, and I think it just brings people more together that you would never um, mm. see or meet in in any mm -hmm. other realm than internet mm -hmm. with cons like this with our podcasts. Mm -hmm. We're touching people with our stories about our lives, even though for us. We talk about TV shows, but it's from our perspective. And so we see things differently than you see things, mm -hmm. and you see things differently. But we're all able to come together for the love of this show or the love of these characters and bring all of our ideas together and, bring, and come up with our own story about how, at least in our community, we call ourselves a nation, Sister Speak Nation, because we've kind of come together with all these different people from different places and countries mm -hmm. And we have a common story, even though we all have different stories from mm -hmm. our background. And I love that about our little piece of community mm -hmm. um, because it just helps me feel more connected to people that I would never meet otherwise. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Growing up kind of being a really shy person, not really outwardly able to meet people comfortably, at least for me, podcasting was a way for me to really connect and tell my story without being afraid of that you know, person-to-person yeah. -person contact at first, it's kind of awkward. And then as we got, as I tell my story, I feel more comfortable. I think other people feel more comfortable, and then we all kind of come together. And I think that kind of relates to how these stories get passed down. We're, we all have a story to tell, but we don't always get to tell that story. Right, right, right. And so I think that's just something that's going to grow mm -hmm. from things like this, um, cons like this, podcasts. Mm -hmm people writing down their own fan fiction, their mm -hmm. own different ways of telling the story. So yeah, it's just something that I, I think is life-changing, but you don't think of it that way when you're in it. Right. It's just later when you reflect, like, for something like this, that you think about, yeah, you know. Um, it's weird that we've come, I don't know how to really Ten say seconds. this, but it's kind of strange that we've had basically something that's a form of entertainment, and it's kind of changed your life in a profound way and make mm -hmm. you think about people and family and, and mm -hmm. love and life in a way different way than before. That, that's beautifully said. I, 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 I think, okay. Uh, Please. Well, I, 
Sammy, well Sammy. Said. That was great. Well yes. Man, you sounded great. Yeah. Yes. Sound like I knew what I was talking about for like two minutes. Well, but you did. <laughs> you did. Thank you, you did. so much exactly. for the clip, yeah. Zombie Scotty. Yes, and thank you, Zombie Scotty. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you, uh, Zombie Scotty, for that clip since, since you know, it hasn't been posted yet. Mm-hmm. Hold on. He has a, a piece of uh, <laughs> something else to say, and then we'll... And then talk. He says, what do the rest of you ladies think? Has being a sit to speak podcaster changed your life? Are there any events that have taken place during the 10 year history of the sit to speak nation that you think could one day have a mythological, have a mythological title (laughs) such as the red wedding or the battle of the bastards? Oh yeah. We got lots of shit. Paco the cat. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first thing I, because that's oh. a oh, that's our own little mythology, don't you think? Oh hell yeah! yeah. They don't oh. know that because it's from True Blood time. But, oh okay, um, yeah. well, hey, oh, our other so members long. will know. Oh gosh, that is so awesome, Paco the Cat. You gotta go. Mm. You, you gotta you gotta go listen so, to so it. So has podcasting being a sister speak podcaster changed your life? Have there been events during the time that y'all have been podcasting and all of us have been podcasting? Um, that you think could have its own mythology is the question. I just answered that. I, yeah. But, but we have two other sisters. Well, <laughs> go ahead. Um, I don't know about the second part of the question, but first part is definitely changed my life. Mm-hmm. I have met, of course, these three lovely sisters and a ton of people, not even people, a family that I otherwise would not have met. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to completely agree with that. I mean, uh, and sort of what you said, Sister Kay, during uh, your panel discussion, that you were a very kind of shy person. I mean, I am, I am that way. I'm better than I used to be. But I would never in a million years have thought that I would be doing this. No. And luckily <laughs> enough, it happened, you know, and I've met you guys and all of the nation and I've done things that I would never have done. I mean, traveling to meet you guys that I had never met before. I mean, who knows how that would have gone, but it went great. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been so bad, couldn't it? No, yeah, it but was it... no, it couldn't be bad because y'all already knew us from <laughs> just listening to our fucking podcast. So come on, let's I be know, real. But it was just y'all already knew how thing. crazy and outgoing and open that we were. Because people listen to our podcast. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, the actual traveling part is fine. But, oh, please, I don't buy for a moment that people were afraid to meet us. I I don't buy that. No. Because y'all already knew us. Sister J. From our podcast. You can't put yourself out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I can't say it's changed my life except it's a whole lot more time. You know what I mean? I would not have met half these folk. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are really, really funny and really, really fun. And I do like the, um, the private group that just K Mm -hmm. um, started and everything that I tend to maintain. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that part, that part. I do a whole lot of shit other than the podcasting stuff. So, uh, when I said time consuming for me, it just added, you know, 
uh, more activity on it. But mm-hmm. it is enjoyable because I, I, I have met a whole lot of people. But, you know, I'm mouthy enough. I probably would have met a whole bunch of people anyway because I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm not shy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... And so you wouldn't they, have met these people, right? Those people, exactly. The and, nation, and, and you, right? And you other sisters. I mean, that was that was like a really uh, uh, cool thing because I, I I'm not a part of your big brother and that other stuff. However, y'all met, and I kind of forget because you know ooh, we've been doing this for a long time. So. <laughs> oh my lord! Wait a minute, wait a minute. As Erin says about her daddy, because I'm slowing up. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, though. But, I mean, I... I, But, as far as the mythology question, though, I think we have an excellent mythology. First of all, we have a whole mythology built around being sisters. You know? That's a whole Mm -hmm. mythology in itself. Yeah. That's uh, true. true. All the podcasts we do, every single podcast category that we do has its mm. own mythology as the sisters has a totally mm. separate mythology from when we do uh uh when y'all do the walking dead or big brother canada or you know mm-hmm. whatever i mean so yeah we got buku mythologies going plus we got family members that got their own mythology yep. that we know about yep true mm-hmm. and that we articulate <laughs> from time to time yes. let alone all these people articulating ours because I'm telling you, Paco the Cat is one of our <laughs> our really fun mythologies that we got going. <laughs> There's several, but that There's was a several. Mm-hmm. But that's a good one, though. That's a good one. That that we still not only enjoy and laugh about, but we still repeat. Yeah, it keeps it going. We, yeah. keep, we keep telling the story again, which is basically the the, the That's point. That's mythology. Handing it down. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. So thank you, Zombie Scotty, for, for you, Zombie reminding Scotty. me about that. And I will, um, <laughs> we can maybe post, <laughs> this yeah. is going to be kind of a long ass assistance, but we can, we'll, I'll find somewhere to post that full audio of the um, panel discussion. And, that would be good. And then I'll let everybody good. know where it's at. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, Zombie Scotty and Dr. Eric, and there was another, uh, oh, Lord, I'm forgetting their names. But anyway, um, the, the guy, the, all the other people on the panel had such great insights into super superheroes and the mythology of the, the actual characters and how uh-huh. stories are passed down. And it was just a really interesting conversation. So I think everybody would enjoy that in the nation. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Both of you were very well spoken. Very well spoken. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he says, okay, I hope these questions provoked a wee tad of discussion. If not, I sincerely apologize for dropping the ball. (laughs) Yes. We had a wee tad of discussion. Mission accomplished. Exactly. Sister A and Sister LM, please don't feel left out. I'll have something prepared for the two of you for the next Ask the Sisters. It'll be a mash. It'll be a mashup of jazz and guster. Uh-oh. Hey. Oh. 
right. How's he gonna? <laughs> Thank you, Tommy how's he, Scotty. How's he gonna mix Guster with Jazz? That's gonna be a good match. That'll be interesting. Wow. That'll be interesting. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Anybody can do it. Zombie Scotty can. Yeah, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. As as, oh, oh, go ahead. I'm just going to say, no. uh, as always, thanks for taking the time to read my questions. Sincerely, Sir Zombie Scotty of House Silver Fox, Lord Commander of the Sisters Guard, Dallas Detachment, Keeper of the Rose, <laughs> sometimes scribe of the Sisters Speak Nation. <laughs> Thank you, Zombie Scotty. Thank you, Zombie Thank Scotty. You. And speaking of Zombie Scotty's email, when, when y'all other sisters going to be watching Trick Baby? Well, where is Trick Baby? Where'd you where, find it, where Zombie Scotty? Where can we watch it? It's, it's on, uh, you can get it either on, I think it was on Netflix. Really? I do have the DVD, though. Oh. I checked. <laughs> Back when we were in Chicago, I checked Netflix and mm-hmm. On Demand. It wasn't there. It wasn't there. Let Mm-mm. let me find it for you. Okay. Take a look. Yeah. <laughs> or we might just have to do um, the Sisterhood of the Traveling DVD and send it around <laughs> to everybody. It's not on Netflix. I just looked it up. Oh, okay. It's old as hell. I'm, mm. I bet you um, the public library. You know would have what? It or I was something. just going to say, I'm going to check my library. Yeah. Oh, you know it. what? It might be on there. I'll check. Yeah, it's not on there. So, but yeah, we could just mm. maybe we could just share the DVD or something. <laughs> Trick Baby DVD Iceberg Slam. Oh, they got an audio. Oh lord, <laughs> okay. audio. And ain't nobody got that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Oh, Sister A. Oh, she be slipping that shade in there. You know what? You know what, Sister A? Okay, it's your bad guy. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Okay. She be getting testy past 10 o'clock. Yes. (laughs) Um, It's it's damn near midnight over here. That's true. That's right. Oh, my God. Thank y'all so much for your feedback. Manny, Danielle, Esther, Aaron, Lori, (laughs) Joseph, and Zombie Scotty. We appreciate it all. Thank you all. And thank y'all for being patient because we know that was a long time coming for some of y'all. Oh, yes, Lord. We would love to get some feedback on Ask the Sisters and find out what y'all think and what y'all would do in those situations as well as a couple of updates on past situations. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have those, send it to sssaskthesisters at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail at 972-755-1215 or go to speakpipe.com, the app or the online slash assist speak and leave a voicemail through the app there. That's it's real easy. You can check it before you send it and then you don't have to worry about email. Uh, if you'd like to send us your next Ask Sisters questions, you can also send that on now while you have some time, folks. <laughs> send it to sssaskthesisters at gmail.com. Our website is sissespeakproductions.com. You can um, go to Facebook at facebook.com slash sissespeakpodcast. We're also on Twitter at sissespeakprod um, or um, I'm at underscore sister K. Underscore sister J. At Literary Marie and at AKS IDS. We're also on Instagram, Google Plus, 
uh, find us everywhere. And also, for all y'all who haven't heard, stay tuned or go to our website to get tickets for the next Sister Speak Family Reunion in Dallas, Texas, July 27th and 28th. Uh, Sister J.U. Wrestling. It's going to be two days of fun, games, music, dancing, raffle tickets, swag bags, food, and of course, the sisters. Yes. Go to sisterspeakproductions.com slash register to get your tickets now. Get them now. You have, I think, about three or four weeks before the price will increase. So get your tickets now, y'all. And as an extra bonus, please stay tuned to after this episode for the complete panel discussion of Sister K and Zombie Scotty in Oklahoma. Yep. All right. Well, that is it for now. Thank you, ladies. It was a long one, but a goodie. Thank you, ladies. Yep. All right. That's it for now. I'm Black Cherry. (laughs) I'm Granny. (laughs) I am Stripper Cinnabon. (laughs) And I am Breezy McFloozy. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Come on, y'all. Bye. Um. <laughs> well, there's all four of us. We're supposed to say our goodbyes. I forgot. I couldn't think of anything. That's okay. Oh gosh. Psychology at Henderson State University, halfway between Little Rock and Texarkana, in a, a state to the east of here. Mm. I am best known as the author of Batman and Psychology, A Dark and Stormy Night, the editor and lead writer on a number of other books where arguably we look at modern mythology in all of them. Mm-hmm. I will let my panelists tell you who they are, why they're here, what they do. Oh. I'm Scott Jordan. I'm a cognitive psychologist from Illinois State University. I love all things pop culture. I'm Sister Kay. I do a podcast called Sister Speak Productions, where we talk about TV and movies from a sister's point of view, and we've been doing that for about 10 years. And I'm Eric Bailey. I teach at Henderson State University with my esteemed colleague here, Travis, and we've known each other for many years. I'm in the English department there, and I teach all kinds of literature, but my favorite really is ancient mythology and stories dealing with myths. Uh, I also enjoy teaching uh, Shakespeare, um, and I love all things having to do with comic books and superheroes, and I have since I was very small. And so I'm bringing that into my adult life. <laughs> how early can you prove how very small? The baby got a photo of me at age nine months looking yeah. delighted with a comic book. No. So I probably got y'all beat. You know what? You I, do. There was a Halloween where I had a uh, Captain America mask on when I was probably five or six. All right, but probably that's years. 
I just have memories. All right. He wins. Let's start with what is a myth? You like to teach about mythology. What is it? A myth is a is. It's a sacred story, and, I, and I, there, there are many definitions of myth, actually. Um, but here's a way that could be a working definition. It's a story that carries with it meaning that's important to a culture. Um, you might say that it's the religion of that culture. Now, the distinction is if you believe in the gods of that particular story, then it's a religion. But if you no longer believe in those gods or you're from another culture, it's a myth. And so I would say that mythology is the important story, usually of a power culture. Gives meaning to their lives and their world. I've heard a number of people refer to superheroes as modern mythology. Absolutely. Is this appropriate, panelists? Um, absolutely. Um, what, what you see going on in particularly contemporary arcs like Civil War is um, the the mythology of the superhero sort of turning on itself and asking itself, what does it mean to be a good superhero? What does it mean to be a bad superhero? A lot of that began with the Watchmen. Um, but uh, since the 80s, we've had this very rich, uh, sort of morally complex take on what is a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, it's reached a level of psychological sort of depth, too, as we've gotten older. Yeah. Because the kids who grew up with these, they wanted more sophisticated heroes. That they're facing real-world problems and complications, and they want their heroes to do that. They've done that since the beginning. The heroes from ancient myth represent the idealized hero who goes out into a dangerous world and confronts these unknown elements and fights them and then learns something, either about that world or about themselves. So you got a lot of you know dragon slayers and monster hunters um, in these ancient stories. But the original audience that was listening to these stories, these were young Greeks, for example, for Odysseus, young Greek warriors that were going to go out into the unknown in the oceans, all kinds of terrible things. And Odysseus represents the idealized hero who does that and he comes back. And I think we have to, in modern day, heroes aren't just one-sided, or villains mm -hmm. aren't just one-sided. You have, they all have traits that we would associate with a hero and all have traits that associate to a villain, so we can't. I think that the more sophisticated the story is, where we see those differences, it relates more to us today in our world today. Mm -hmm. Superman, when he was first created, uh, if you look at the original uh, Superman, he goes out, he goes to Washington and straightens out all those politicians that are crooked and corrupt. Um, Just one. Well, <laughs> one. Uh, but the symbolic of, 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 of the corruption that's in a power outside of you for the audience that related to him. Here's somebody who represents a strength. And he's a man who can't be killed by bullets, as the father of the creator of Superman, his father was killed by a bullet. So it makes sense. He creates a sort of uh, hero figure that can't be shot and taken away. Um, he represents somebody from outside, an alien who comes in and tries to set us straight. So again, it's sort of representing uh, a hero that goes out and fights on behalf of the people who mm -hmm. can't fight for themselves. That's what heroes always do. Mm -hmm. oh. Now, are we... When we say the superheroes, are we referring specifically to those kinds we're equating with Superman? The capes and the tights. Are, are we <coughs> defining Fantastic Hero very broadly? Are we including Buck Rogers? I don't... Mm. Uh, what, what do we mean by this? What kind of heroes are we talking about? Are we talking about James Bond? Uh, 
what, what, I, what triggered my thinking as Eric was talking was I look at the entire crew of Firefly as a sort of crew of heroes, mm-hmm. uh, not in the sense of every one of them is protecting the universe from, from collapse, but uh, their collective relationship, even though it's in the future, is a story about what's important now. Yeah. So it's sort of a post-whatever uh, mythology about what's important about being human now and all of their different interactions are, are heroic, if you like, in the sense that they're able to keep that going despite the fact that they're running out of fuel all the yeah, time. And they're mess-ups. Exactly. You know, they're always messing up, but they yeah. still end up being heroic. Well, stars can't have four heroic characters. Why sure. not that? The car, man. I mean, <laughs> the car was a hero. <laughs> no, but, 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 why, why do we go with the fantastic <clears throat> heroes and not other heroic figures? They're, they're plenty mm. of mythic qualities to other heroic figures. In order to be mythic, you really have to be something unknown. You, uh, drawing from a power, I think, that's, that's equal to the unknown. New, uh, let me just use Star Wars as an example. In the 1970s, Star Wars, I love that film, but it's a B-movie. Um, <laughs> you know, let's just call it what it is. But it spoke to everybody for a couple of reasons. First of all, Lucas had the mythic uh, sort of, um, I would say, scout of, of uh, Joseph Campbell who helped with that book. He does the mythic cycle, but it's clothed in what looks like futuristic technology. It's really more fantasy, but we're living in the 1970s and 80s where computers are starting to mm. become a reality for everyone, um, new technology, and that's kind of unknown to us. We're not sure is this going to be a good thing, a bad thing. We're going to have robots, you know, artificial intelligence. You know, we're talking Terminator. Um, so we begin to imagine heroes who can deal with the new things that are growing. And I can't think of a better example than American Gods. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gaiman is doing oh, yeah, that's that. His topic. No, it's okay. Please, please no, go I, I, I was going to say what's... That's a segue. It's on, no, uh, what's, okay. what's, yeah. what's also yeah. going on... We originally okay. put this panel together for a previous convention. Scott really, really wanted to talk about American Awesome. That's a great... Yeah, tell them. Hey, what's American Gods? Yeah. No, well, I just want to say about Star Wars. No. Uh, it was also, what do you do when you can't trust the government? Right. 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 I mean, it was the 70s, and every no, you know, yeah, distrust in the government was exactly. all over the place. And Star Wars is like, okay, yeah. well, we've got the we've got um, evil embodied in a technological agent, Darth right. Vader, right? right? The and the exactly. Why we're looking at the fantastic characters more so than the down to earth ones? The down to earth mm. ones. When they run into a corrupt system, that's a corrupt system in our world. Mm-hmm. These fantastic ones, yeah. there's something allegorical to them. Yeah. Even when they just drink tea or blue milk, yes. right, <laughs> right. it's still not quite our world. And yeah. so there's, there's an allegorical quality. It's a little safer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, when you start talking about the traumas experienced by someone you know, uh, it becomes a little more difficult yeah. to run all the possible simulations on outcomes and how that person's life might be. But if it's a fictional character, you can twist it any way you want right. and examine you know, possibilities of human being and, and things like that. So myths serve, a, I would argue, a very technological social purpose. Mm-hmm. And that is to allow us to socially simu- to simulate together you know, how we might be together and what might be important. And, what might we do wrong? So, right. yeah, yeah. And it addresses faith, really, oh, in yeah. new forms. You know, faith in something that's <laughs> a greater power. It transcends right. Starsky and Hutch's world. You know, you're drawing from something that is not restricted to the 
five senses. It's what is that? The blue milk, whatever it is you have that you draw from. Popeye eats spinach, but for Popeye, it's magical. Um, you know, you're drawing from something that is bigger, more powerful, greater. We we all want and crave this sense of a meaningful life, and we want to believe we're not just monkeys whose brains got too big for us. Uh, we started tinkering with technology and everything. We want to believe there's a meaning to our lives and, and being here. And uh, I think that these superheroes draw from superpowers and abilities um, that, that sort of tap into that. The force. The force is the, un, you know, yeah. it's not isolated to any religion. So you can come from any religion, look at that and go, okay, I believe in the force. You know, it's just a generic. I term. do. Yeah, I believe in the force. <laughs> I don't believe in the chlorine. No, no, but may the force be with you. Absolutely. <laughs> Star Wars evokes something mythological appeal to people. There are people who list Jedi as their religion in the countries that will allow them to do that. Uh, (laughs) It's true. Star Trek, Mm. a lot of it has a more uh, atheistic view of things. Mm. There's not a force there. And yet, there's there's Vulcan spirituality. There's a Klingon underworld. And so they're, they're... and there's psychic abilities. There's yeah. still mm-hmm. plenty of fantastic qualities there. I'm sure somebody somewhere in that universe has blue milk. Which is yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, what's American Gods? Well, um, I think American Gods is to some extent America rediscovering America in the sense that um, we are an immigrant nation, meaning we are a collection of mythologies. And what Gaiman did in Game of American Gods, rather, was sort of give us a glimpse of what sorts of belief systems were coming to replace those older mythologies. And he's pretty straightforward, bitter about media, mm-hmm. uh, technology boy, uh, all these different things that are out of control of the average person being in control of our lives and sort of not knowing that they're in control of our lives. So there's a, a nice kind of wink-wink to the old gods, and yeah, they were brutal. Yeah, they were savage. And they liked you as being a person, right? <laughs> Whereas these new gods don't care that you're a person. They just want your money. Yeah. And they just want your time. Attention. And uh, so the old gods were brutal and savage and much more human, right? Yeah. This, this is kind of like what Dante did in the uh, Divine Comedy. He actually took the old mythology that became very popular during that time, and he assimilated it into a new Christian myth. So that you see when um, Dante in the, in the poem goes through hell, all of the imagery and all of the, the monsters and the creatures and everything that inhabit hell and guard the various levels are, are from the ancient Greek. And he, and he says, I'm restricting that, you know, they, they are not eligible for salvation. <laughs> Um, and they represent those old powers. Mm-hmm. So he's not denying them, their validity and their power, but he's assimilating them. And what I see Gaiman doing is he's assimilating. We now have access to more information than ever in the history of the planet, as far as we know. Um, and so now we're trying to assimilate. And, and even within the word Wednesday, when I heard that, mm-hmm. you know, I knew, because if you know the etymology of the word Wednesday, it's Woden's Day. Odin. So he had a clue in his name if you knew the history. Our days of the week, Thursday is Thursday. Freya's day is Friday. The Saturnalia celebration of parties on Saturday and Saturn. These are all part of our culture, but you know we've assimilated these over time. 
Um, and, and, and even the practice of Christmas, have you ever wondered about a Christmas tree? I was the kid that asked, why do we have a Christmas tree? Why is, what's an Easter bunny have to do with Easter? Well, the word itself means, this comes from Oester, um, Teutonic goddess, and, and fertility images, eggs and rabbits, and uh, they would assimilate like the Druids who would worship the trees rather than going in and chopping down the tree like Kirk would do. You know, your religion's a lie. I'm going to destroy your God. Um, they said, well, they, they probably tried that, and after they got killed a few times, they thought, let's try something different. Easter is in American gods, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, cool it, way. It, reflecting the cultural appropriation. Right. Oh, right. Yes, and and the way that plays out in the show is just fantastic. It's, it's, I won't spoil it. even had multiple versions, right? I was going to say, Easter, the character on American Gods is amazing. Mm-hmm. What a, just the way that she's portrayed, the way that she tries to make light and fun, but it's really ultimately about um, the ability to control how we live. Mm-hmm. Her, her specific character. I, I just really appreciate that one. Now, a lot of the, so far, everything we've talked about is our examples of modern mythology. They're all owned by somebody. They're under copyright. They're under trademark. There are their corporate decisions involved. Does this screw up the natural evolution of a myth? Ask the podcaster, right? In other words, uh, we have we have uh, oral tradition being maintained in the podcast world. Uh, people talking to each other, telling stories about their lives, and for me, in the end. Uh, that's what myth is, is telling stories about lives that become sort of distilled across the culture and certain themes remain, and those are the ones we might call gods. Um, but uh, uh, I would argue you can't, what's, you can't own the signal? What's that, yeah, firefly? You can't own the myth. <laughs> I think you can clothe it right. like Lucas did, and he certainly got uh, rich yeah. doing that. But I think the myth mm. is either going to speak to the culture or it's not, because many, many people have tried and it either works or it doesn't. It's got to be something within the collective that speaks to something that they desperately need. And I think that, that a global community needs something to believe in. Yeah. And if the story speaks to that need, then you have people who make the force their religion. Right. You know? um, it's speaking to them, and it, and it clothes that need in a way that they can relate to and that they love. Copyright should be the next new god that Gaiman writes about in, in the next book, right? Because the idea that you can own an idea is absurd. It is. <laughs> it's absurd. So are, are headcanon and fan fiction more mythological than the source material on a lot of this stuff? They're the edge of the evolutionary cycle. You're not going to stop it. Right, um, and the internet's democratized information mm-hmm. until the government takes it over, <laughs> and you got to pay a tax to be there. But even if that happens, you'll have renegade, which uh, is what we'll the have pe- revolution probably. Yeah. Renegade, renegade storytellers, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it won't stop. Absolutely, no. it's part of being human. Yeah. Where is it going? Do we have any clues to where mm. these things are heading? I think a global myth. Uh, you know, I was just thinking about that today because most mythology is about a group trying to keep itself together against something. Mm-hmm. So that against something often tends to be other groups. Mm-hmm. So in one of, for me, one of the sort of things that um, Gaiman seems to be lamenting in American Gods is that the United States missed its chance to develop a mythology of diversity, 
Mm-hmm. Right, where you don't just have different groups with different stories. You have groups that all celebrate the fact in their own mythology that they're part of a larger group of diverse mythologies. Yeah. And uh, yeah. on the one hand, we can say, oh, we need to have this uber-diverse God, right? Mm-hmm. On the other, we can say, wait a minute, there's always going to be diverse stories, and I'm just going to find myself being comfortable in all these other stories. And I, I think... That I don't know if Gaiman's going to take us there, but I think this idea, I mean, Firefly, right? There's a constellation of diverse people tooling through the universe just trying to stay alive. Uh, that, that, sort of, that might be where we're sort of going, but it's always this other mm-hmm. that the mythology is working against. And, you know, not work. What is this? What is the other? So you said world myth, yeah. In recent years, of course, we've always seen mythological themes and characters and stories in movies and, and film. So for the past century, in the 21st century particularly, we see a lot of it. TV is full of fantastic mm-hmm. stories, and whether and, and and the novel, whether we're talking starting with the novels, American Gods, and you know, or supernatural. Yeah. A lot of these are doing deconstruction of these yeah. characters, mm-hmm. yeah. tearing them down. Right. Is is this useful? Is this mm-hmm. a good thing? It's very useful. Go ahead. Did you? Yeah, I think it's it's. Because we want to, if it's too fantastical, too good, if they're too one way or another, we can't relate as humans because we have, like I said earlier, we all have different facets to ourselves. And so when you break that down, you're saying, you know, I can relate to that. One day I might be feeling a little bit this way when maybe I might be feeling this way. Not mm-hmm. everyone is just one thing. And if you don't see yourself represented in the story, it's not going to really capture your attention. It's not going to continue on. Right. I woke up feeling down. very Cersei-like this morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I did, too, after her wine drinking. When you, yeah. <laughs> when you so we're, we're talking Game of Thrones Cersei, not the God of Cersei. <laughs> Game, Game of right. Thrones Cersei, Game for Thrones sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you deconstruct a, a story, it's because it's dead. I mean, we murder mm. to dissect, as uh, Wordsworth said. Um, when you deconstruct it, though, you know that there's still something important there. One of the things that I think all Star Wars and Firefly and all of these science fiction stories have in common is it's the human collective outside of the earth. So now we've kind of set aside all our differences, our petty differences. In looking at mythology as it evolves historically, we see it around the flowering of empires and cultures that grow bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, we've got the Greeks, we've got the Egyptians, we've got the, uh, the Roman Empire, then the British Empire, and it seems to be moving westward. Um, and then America... And now East meets West. And I think what I see is a globalization now that we're all aware of each other and can communicate all through the world now with our technology. I see it being clothed in a kind of new mythology. And that's what Gaiman's doing. He's bringing the old Mm -hmm. gods that are dead in mythology and reanimating and saying, okay, they do still have power. But here are the new gods and Mm -hmm. what are influencing us and Mm -hmm. they have power over us. And who's going to win? You know, but I think the end, right. as we deconstruct it and merge it, will be an assimilation. And uh, the, I think the final story is going to be the Earth story, the Earth mythology. Borg Earth. Yeah, Borg Assimilate, Borg, yeah, right? Assimilate. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to spoil the. I'm not going to give any spoilers on the on the end of American Gods. But I, I think in the end, the book is more of a uh, like a um, a cautionary tale. It doesn't really tell us where to go. It, and I'm, like I said, I'm not going to spoil it, but it doesn't really tell us where to go. It shows us the problem we're in. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't know if that problem goes away, yeah. right? I, I don't know that we ever can be proactive 
systems that make stuff happen if there's no other. Yeah. And the other doesn't have to be a person. The, the other can be some crazy robot from another planet or whatever. Right. Or but imagined aliens. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something to, 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 uh, to address, something to work toward. It just seems fundamental. And, uh, right. That's something that Eric referred to. You deconstruct it because it's dead. Mm. My first thought was Superman and Batman weren't exactly dead when they got deconstructed in the lawsuit known as Batman v Superman. Mm. How many of you seen Batman v Superman? How many of you were annoyed or angry by things in Batman vs. Superman? Oh, That's yeah. almost every one of those same hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many of you love Batman vs. Superman? Usually I get more hands as I talk. Right. Or maybe it's this topic attracts, no, 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 we don't want you deconstructing our living superheroes. <laughs> you know, just deconstruct the dead ones. Right. Uh, there was a lot of deconstruction of the superheroes in the mid-'80s. Yeah. Uh, right? A specific point, a two-year period in the mid-'80s when we get Watchmen and the Dark Knight right. return, becomes the Dark Knight Return. Mm -hmm. It wasn't initially called that. Uh, and even mm -hmm. Crisis on Infinite Earths. And a view in a lot is that the stories were pretty, had gotten to be pretty flat in comic books in the early-'80s. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. not sure I agreed, but a lot, a lot of them had that view. Right. And the things they did for the deconstruction during that two-year period incredibly influential yeah. for a long time. It right. revitalized a lot of the storytelling mm -hmm. for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And so there are certainly times when it's needed. Yeah. Should it be followed by reconstruction? It always is. If you're a German philosopher. You <laughs> well, it always is. Yeah. And, and also I want to point out, you know, Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman are both Brits. Mm. So, you know, they're looking from the old broken empire at the new empire. Uh, critically of Americans, um, you know, Alan Moore even said that Reagan's America was irritating him um, and also the coalition between Great Britain and America of the time. Uh, so this idealization of these heroes and patriotism and all mm. this annoyed him. So he wanted to deconstruct and break it down and say, you know, let me show you some heroes like the comedian. Um, from the perspective of the people, you bring in your military force and, oh, we're going to bring order. Well, you've wiped out the order that was there in order to do that. Uh, the comedian, you know, he enjoys what he does. Um, he loves doing it, and it's a joke to him, and he likes hurting people mm -hmm. um, because, you know, life hurts, and he got hurt. So that's life. Yeah. Yeah. I do kind of think deconstruction is somewhat inevitable, and I think because the speed of information is so much so much so quick, so much quicker. So, for example, I'm watching Rick and Morty this morning and laughing like crazy. I have to admit, I've only seen a few episodes. And I said to my niece, this was written... No, I remember the first time I watched SpongeBob. I said, this was written by someone who grew up watching uh, Looney Tunes. Yeah. Right? And then this morning I'm watching Rick and Morty. And I said, this was written by someone who grew up watching Rick and Morty and horror shows. Right? And so, it, because of the... What's that? Rick and Morty was written by somebody who watched Rick and Morty. What? So no, did I, is that what I just said? Yeah. I, I wouldn't. Uh, sorry, uh, SpongeBob and horror shows. Right. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. I said it better this morning. Rick and morning. Morty involves uh, traveling through alternate universes. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I just don't think it's going to stop simply because uh, we're so interconnected informationally that I think the the reconstruction and deconstruction is actually going to happen more and more within someone's lifetime two or three times just because it's so fast and, and irrepressible. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are these conventions mythological? Oh, absolutely. 
people are putting on the clothing of their myths and mm. acting out the parts of their myths. That's, that's really what you do with a hero story. You, you draw it into yourself and embody it, so it gives you bravery. You know, Superman says, this is not an S. We know it is an S, but he's, this is not an S. I might find it. It means hope. Um, okay. You have to show it, not tell it. Yeah, show it, not tell it. Um, so it's you know a symbol, a symbol of, of hope, and you wear that S on your chest. And yeah. I, uh, I, I think yes. Um, I will say that some years ago I started listening to the Sister Speak podcast. Um, hilarious, <laughs> and I met them all for the first time in Chicago a year ago. Joel, ago. Yeah, I, and. We got along really well, and I started writing into the podcast, and they were doing Game of Thrones, and I asked if I could call myself Sir Zombie Scotty. And uh, they said yes. And then I said, well, can I be the Lord Commander of the Sisters Guard? And, and they said yes. And so my point is now this. There's my shirt, right? There's this whole mythology. I would argue it's the beginning of a smaller-scale mythology, and I think that's what we're going to find is a whole bunch of small-scale mythologies uh, uh, as groups are interconnected through different stories, and yeah, yeah, I agree. I think there's different ways to to tell stories now that we didn't have or that weren't existing uh, many years ago, and I think it just brings people more together that you would never um, mm. see or meet in in any other realm than internet with cons like this, with our podcast. Mm -hmm. We're touching people with our stories about our lives, even though for us. We talk about TV shows, but it's from our perspective. And so we see things differently than you see things, mm -hmm. and you see things differently. But we're all able to come together for the love of this show or the mm -hmm. love of these characters and bring all of our ideas together and bring and come up with our own story about how, at least in our community, we call ourselves a nation, Sister Speak Nation, because we've kind of come together with all these different people from different places and mm -hmm. countries and we have a common story, even though we all have different stories from mm -hmm. our background. And I love that about our little piece of community mm -hmm. um, because it just helps me feel more connected to people that I would never meet otherwise. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Growing up kind of being a really shy person, not really outwardly able to meet people comfortably, at least for me, podcasting was a way for me to really connect and tell my story without being afraid of that you know, person-to-person yeah. -person contact at first, that it's kind of awkward. And then as we got, as I tell my story, I feel more comfortable. I think other people feel more comfortable, and then we all kind of come together. And I think that kind of relates to how these stories get passed down. We're, we all have a story to tell, but we don't always get to tell that story. Right. 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 And so I think that's just something that's going to grow mm -hmm. from things like this, um, cons like this, podcasts. Mm -hmm people writing down their own fan fiction, their mm -hmm. own different ways of telling the story. So yeah, it's just something that I, I think is life-changing, but you don't think of it that way when you're in it. Right. It's just later when you reflect, like, for something like this, that you think about, yeah, you know. Um, it's weird that we've come, I don't know how to really say this, but it's kind of strange that we've had basically something that's a form of entertainment, and it's kind of changed your life in a profound way and make mm -hmm. you think about people and family and, and mm -hmm. love and life in a way different way than before. That's beautifully said. I, and, I, I okay. Think, Please. Well, I'm just going to say that uh, we're coming together and you look at the diversity of this gathering. Mm -hmm. You know, we're living in a time that's so divisive and people mm -hmm. are so sensitive, you know. Mm -hmm. Don't make fun of me or what I represent or my... But here, 
that's why we're here. We're here to have fun mm. and to laugh at each other and laugh connect. together and connect. And that's, I think that's beautifully said. The uh, verb that's you. at the root of convention, convene. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And it's extremely real life, right? <laughs> Sometimes we feel like we come here and it's time out of mind. It's not real life and it's something I do that's when I'm not really life. But that's not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know on the podcast, people will turn your stuff on and listen to it throughout the day. Um, people come here and live a new form of their lives. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this, these kind of things serve the, the purpose for some people that uh, a church may have served for other people in the past. Um, it's not as unitary in the sense that we're all going to say the same things and believe the same things, but it's sort of a unitary commitment to diversity, right, which is really quite cool. And to a force greater than our own. Well, yes. the passion. That's yeah. what oh, yeah. connects people all throughout. We're going to be talking about completely different fandoms. Mm-hmm. You know, one loves Rick and Morty, one's never watched it mm-hmm. at all, right. but only loves Firefly. Yeah. Nothing else. They only love Firefly. <laughs> right. But you still have something in common. You get something. You get the yeah. passion. You get yes. the interest, the excitement. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's at an emotional level yeah. that there's the connection all throughout these. You have conversations with people who their interests are completely different, but you got this mythological connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get the social connection. I think you're right. That sort of served uh, with churches that you get this collective of We crave that. We live in a world where we're more connected in some ways but more disconnected in other ways. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember stepping out in the hallway one day at the university, and it was quiet. But there were like 20 people in the hallway, all on their phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody talking to anybody close to them. <laughs> you know? And people prefer texting rather than talking sometimes. Yeah, I don't have to tell them to shut up at the start of the class. They're staring at their phone. Come on, be rowdy. Let's be alive. That's right. Right. Exactly. I, I do like your focus on passion, because people don't come to these things usually to be bystanders. I mean, yeah. even if they're not cosplaying, they're coming because of their passion for the material. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to say, I love going to a panel I know nothing about genre-wise mm-hmm. and just listening to es- experts just just discuss what they love to talk about. Um, it's really quite fun. You find a new point of interest. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe I should check that out. And you go by that Lovecraft connection that yeah, you just you never yeah. knew. You know? Even though I don't think we've talked about a single character <coughs> I named in the title of this panel. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> well, what Wonder Woman? Right. You want to talk about Wonder Woman? No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. That's what I got. Wonder American Woman, Gods, Thor, Thor, Dark Side, whatever mm-hmm. else I named mm-hmm. in the panel. Wonder Woman. But, but we're still hitting on the same theme. The mm-hmm. same underlying yeah. use right. of the mythology. Absolutely. So, so yeah. at heart, we're hitting on all these stuff. Right. right, right, absolutely. Maybe they came to hear Wonder Woman stuff. It's like, yeah. he's not said one word about her. <laughs> well, I look, can I, if just for a second, my 13 year old daughter loves Wonder Woman. I mean, she's got posters up, she's seen the movie several times now. Um, and what she said she loved about this was the fact that Wonder Woman, she said she's sympathetic to others she's still a woman she cares she stops in the middle of the war and turns to somebody who's in need and talks to them and then she goes marching across the battlefield and she's not going to be stopped i mean she is a badass Um, (laughs) so my my daughter says it's about time women get depicted this way we are strong Mm. but we are still women Mm. i hope the studios learn the right lessons from wonder woman like when mm-hmm. Batman in 89 was so successful, 
the lessons they learn as well. Superheroes need to be contemporary and dark. And Michael Uslan, producer of that movie, said that's not the lesson we should be learning. <clears throat> yeah. Or we're going to wind up with a Casper return where it's Casper the unfriendly ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and, well said. Very important. They need the lesson that you know, uh, Elektra and Supergirl did not define you know female mm. comic book character movies. Mm-hmm. But there's also that a, su- a superhero can be genuinely heroic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she first appeared in a film where a couple of guys are just having a big old fight. Uh, they fall for 20 different uh, misleading things. Mm-hmm. That film we mentioned earlier, and you know, some hands went up. Um, <laughs> but and one of the things people loved about her in that film is that she was the one who was being genuinely heroic, while still being very much yeah. a person. Mm-hmm. She, she makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. She's sure. completely wrong about something in yeah. there. Yep. Uh, but, no but, but, yeah, I didn't say All what. Right. It, was the, it was what flavor the ice cream was. Right. Um, <laughs> and it's like, oh, that ice cream's evil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, it, and that's part of the humanity of the character. I it, it's, I, I, one of my book, most recent books was Wonder Woman Psychology, Lassoing the Truth. And we go, for a while I was thinking, how do you write a book on a mentally healthy character? When I did Batman yeah. in Psychology, yeah, he has issues. His enemies still in asylum. But even aside from the fact that she was created by a psychologist, that gave me related issues to talk about. But the mythological aspect. She wasn't the first mythological superhero. You know, there was... Captain Marvel and some others. She was first deliberately psychological superhero, embodying the the what eventually positive psychologists would identify as the six strengths and values that we see in human nature. So here's this character representing these things from this fantastic background, and sometimes the one from the fantastic background can still be the one we relate to. Batman called Superman the most human of us among the Justice League. Mm-hmm. He's he was raised on a farm in Kansas, even if he is an alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, any particular thing you want to bring up before we see if they have questions, comments, insults? No. Um, <laughs> no. Okay. All right. All right, so questions. Tell me we like your questions. Insults, yeah. presents. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, uh, Scott, you mentioned earlier about Neil Gaiman, uh, about American Gods, and you were talking about myths being safe. Yeah. And do you think that one of the things that Neil Gaiman does with American Gods is he kind of removes a level of that safety by making those myths very relatable to things that happen, like the things that happen with uh, Shadow Moon's wife, you know, cheating on him with his best friend and things like that, making it very relatable to what happened in everyday people's lives? Uh, I, I think so. And I think, I think when we're reading American Gods and particularly watching it the way they've rendered it in the show, um, we're getting the R-rated Grim Brothers version of of, of game of, of uh, American Gods, um, so yeah, making it a little more scary makes you a little more vulnerable as you watch it, uh, and perhaps if you stay watching it, makes you a little more open and challenges you a bit more directly. Uh, so yeah, all I meant by safe was that even though we might be scared and a bit more challenged, we still know that that tree isn't coming alive in in my house, right? So. But yes, but that's what it is. You should know. I should know. No, it's possible that I couldn't. Right? Yeah. So what else? How do you guys feel about the Disney Fox the Wall of Superheroes? Like, just making it more Disney mm. and more people mm. like Are they doing that? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's like, in the first story, to be honest, they learned their lesson. 
It's a different lesson. The first movie, they become friends. The second time, the second one, it's, it's about them recognizing each other as family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I See, I'm not going I'm not going to. You're not. No. No, what I'll say is I would I would rather watch The Watchmen. And that's simply because it's edgier, but all the things in The Watchmen are in to some extent to some extent in Civil War. I mean, for me more of uh, the Civil War arc was Marvel's attempt to sort of play out um The Watchmen in a safer uh, sort of Marvel context. But the themes of the government versus the individual, which was the major issue sort of in, uh, in The Watchmen, is all there in Civil War. Uh, just a bit safer, a bit more PG-ish. And when you say disney fine, you've got to remember that Disney killed Bambi's mom. Um, <laughs> they needed an orphan. Lots of characters. Yeah. So remember sitting in the theater and after the gunshot, there's just this vacuous silence, and that little boy said, well, what, what are they doing? Disney so, killed more of yeah, their villains so, than the superhero yeah. movies do. And this father yeah. said, uh, well, I, I guess they keep skinned her naked. Oh, and there was a terror just crying. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Um, no, I guess. <laughs> you know. I don't know. I, I think it depends on your focus and, you know, your purpose with your story. And, and they're always doing audience awareness because they want to sell the story. So, you know, they're trying to, I think, maybe. But there was, this was, this isn't something new. Right. You did on the Grim Fairy Tales. All kinds of people grew mm. up hearing versions that were not the mm -hmm. Grim version. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and or yes, right. Disney contributed to that, too. <laughs> yeah. But they would exist before. It, it's, some of it's just the life of the stories. They evolve. They serve right. different purposes. Yeah. You're not necessarily going to tell the version where it's an old woman who breaks into the Three Bears' house. Right. Uh, or, or a version where Goldilocks get eaten. You're not going to tell those to your little kids. Right. Um, although that's one that really helped the message of don't break into people's houses and steal their porridge. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, they serve different purposes for different people. Right. And, and they, they've often been tamed. Uh, the kids get fascinated by the more bizarre ones and will yeah. seek them out. Yeah, they want to <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, one of my professors once said, the way that I can assure you that you will read this story is if I tell you to tear it out of your book, we've determined that it is not for you. And I <laughs> promise you, everyone in here will read that story. Yeah. Um, but there's stories about the harshness of reality, you know? Yeah. Um, and we, I think, have grown to shelter our young too much. We live in such a sheltered society that gets shattered like with Las Vegas or the Twin Towers coming down. <coughs> I mean, that's reality too. Um, so those are reflected. depends on your purpose. If you want to reflect that truth about, you know, the harshness of reality, you're going to put it in the story. But if the focus is mm. more on power struggle or let's get to know these characters better um, and like them because they're going to want the sympathy with the characters to sell more stories. You know, the more you like that character, the more you're going to go to the movies or read the books. Or I don't think it's completely a coincidence that the vast majority of superhero movies have come out since 9-11. No. Or, no. also, the vast majority of zombie movies. They can start yeah. break down. Mm -hmm. It's like the increase yeah. in right. zombie movies yeah. afterwards. It's, right. Max Brooks was talking about this. Uh, you, you, you <coughs> horrible things set in our world. Uh, you go to a, a documentary about a new Ebola breakout. 
you look at something about real terrorism before you go to bed, mm. it's like you might have trouble going to sleep. Yeah. Or something about zombies, it's like, well, that's not going to happen. Right. You, know, you watch this, like, where the zombies are taking over, the president's flying over in a plane, it's like, huh, there's zombies down there. And, yeah. and that filter of fiction helps take that extra step. It's still mm. that allegorical thing. Yeah. In The Walking Dead, we can talk about the characters and the horrible things some of them are doing to each other mm-hmm. in that world, but the when we were talking about those characters, we're basing it on what we know about real people. Mm-hmm. We're still bringing that into our, our analysis of, of these characters and these stories. Right. You know, in the ancient myth, when when Hercules goes crazy and kills his own kids, mm-hmm. Hera clouded his mind in one version of the story. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This is not exactly a heroic behavior. No. Yeah, listening to you talk about uh, Walking Dead, um, they're called post-apocalyptic, and it's. Uh, it, it sort of represents uh, a fear of everything that we have going away. And what I do like about that is it recognizes that things are pretty darn good for the species. I mean, there's a lot of suffering in the species. I'm not going to try to deny that. But the things that the largest percent, the things that most people die of now are not the things they died of 200 years ago. So uh, the species is, is in a different place, and there is some fear that it could all end. And, um, you know, the zombies in particular, the mythology of basically the dehumanization of yeah. the entire species, right, right is, is sort of what's at play there. And uh, so they're... Yeah, yeah, will you lose your humanity? Yeah. You know, that's really at the core of the, the ones that are walking that are still not zombies. Uh, how much of this new reality is going to take away uh, your humanity? Um, well, we've got about a minute zombies. left, which... Which I, I know that's time for enough for one more question, but I'm not sure it's time enough for one of your answers. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Anybody have one that we can give a shot for? Yes, no, something fast. Yes. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I actually have three. Um, no. We have one, we have one minute. Okay. Well, the scope of our podcast, we talk about all TV movies from our woman, black woman's perspective. Um, my, I loved Wonder Woman. I I loved the fact that it was um, centered around a woman, the, a woman character, the movie, and they didn't make her what a lot of TV shows do with women, which is either make them hoes <laughs> or they make them this godly, can do no wrong, motherly figure. There's like no in between on some TV shows, and Walking Dead's one of the worst ones that does that, in my <laughs> opinion, because um, they've had like five or six women characters that are main that they go down either those two, one of those two paths. Anyway, so Wonder Woman for me, I, I loved because she was strong, she was human, and um, but she was able to still be that hero character uh, without and have flaws at the same time. So it was just like any of the other superheroes. But they focused it on a woman, which is what I loved the most about that that movie. Uh, Panelists, uh, start Eric, head down this way. Where can they find you, online or wherever? You can find me at the uh, Henderson State University website. I'm there in the English department, uh, Bailey E. You can also find me at Paradox Publishing at yahoo.com. You can find me possibly haunting um, the artist alley. Uh, And if you see me and you want to talk about stuff, let's talk. Uh, you can find us at sissespeakproductions.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, all the normal places. 
Uh, you can find me at the Department of Psychology webpage at Illinois State University. Um, I've also contributed a couple of chapters to Travis's book, so you can find the better parts of me in there. Um, thank you. I'm at table 928 for the rest of the day. On Twitter, I'm at Superherologist. Yesterday, I thought I was the second most followed psychology professor. And last night, I found out I'm number three. Ah, <laughs> it's a Cersei day. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Um, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.